Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Backbone Musical Podcast, the only place you can go where you find two people well out of their prime, talk about music and think they have some sort of idea. You know, this is, um, we're two weeks in the making because we fucked up our last episode, so this is kind of like, we we're about a month out here, and I am joined, of course, by a man who once told me that Three Days Grace is a fantastic band and sometimes still listens to them, Nathan Custis, and how are we doing today? It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> that, that's with Adam, by the way. That's that's with Adam before he left, all right? So I wouldn't know what any of that means, really. Oh, you bastard. We're going to start off, as always, I'm going to try and highlight a band that I'm really digging at the moment, more on the local side. Um, we're just jamming them out before. The band's called Thornhill. The song's called Limbo. Nath, this is a really good song. It's a very good song. And apparently we've played with them. Yeah. Which <laughs> makes me even madder that I don't know who they are. It makes you feel a bit, little bit old. We played with them about three years ago. Jesus. Um, it was the City at Night's Escapism EP launch show. And they Ooh. had us along Shorelines, Fawnhill, and a couple other bands who I cannot remember. They're probably, yep. they're probably no good. But obviously, Fawnhill are the band who's kind of come out. and You, know, you remember them. I remember them. And obviously, when they, uh, they've dropped this song, they've changed a the shitload. And, and I think they're starting to get a break. It's really, really cool. I'm, I'm excited to see a band that, you know, when we saw them, they were really good, but they were very, very different. And they're, technically, they're fantastic. They're, their music video for this is incredible. And I think that uh, overall, this is a really, really well-produced song. Yeah, I'm a fan of this song, Nick. I didn't know a lot about them coming into the, this show, but after listening to Limbo, they, they got a couple of big moments in that song. They're very technical. They got good musicianship, and yeah, well, what do we got? They're touring or they're playing the Melbourne show with Northlane. Yeah, yes. they've, they've been announced for the uh, 170 Russell show with Northlane. Of good course, get. that is with Sworn In and Era as well. They've just mm. come off a tour with The Brave, so mm. they are coming across the country, which is really cool. Um, it's awesome. Got a bit of a While She Sleeps kind of vibe in they a couple do. of parts. They've got a bit of, uh, I think, Polaris vibes, especially. You know, the good way cleans. They, yeah, very good cleans. Mm. Um, you know, I wasn't sure about it on the first listen. Second listen, they really uh, got me, which I'm really, really happy with. Well, they got me from take one. Exactly. And I think, like, musically, they're actually fantastic. Very, very good um, guitar-wise and drum-wise. Okay, yeah, well, big fan. Yeah, exactly. And I think that also, you know, you see um, bands like this. And I, you know, I said Polaris, and I think that a lot of bands, especially coming up now, are taking the kind of Polaris way of songwriting. You know, they're kind of, they're trying to switch up at every kind of change, and which is a fantastic thing. And I think that's something that, you know, like we're... Jumping on our bandwagon. Yeah, we're, we're, we're the pioneers of that. We tried that a few years ago and it failed. So and, but overall, like, I think that these guys, are, hopefully they can release some new music soon. Um, I'm not going to say they're going to make me buy tickets to that Northlane show, but they've definitely kind of sweetened the deal a little bit if I choose to go. Because you did see Northlane earlier, earlier yeah, in the year. Didn't exactly, you? which yeah. makes me a bit more sceptic to go see The hardest part again. about Australian bands, Nick. When they tour too much? They tour too much. If you, more than once a year, like you, like it's fair enough to do it twice a year, but like you're not going to see them both times. It's oh, yeah. Exactly. Like unless I'm a diehard, and I'm not. Like I'm, there's very Is there any bands. bands in Australia that you would do that for? Would you see them more than once in a year? Uh, if North- Besides Polaris, they don't count. Yeah, Polaris, no. Uh, like Northlane, I might just because their new album, they might play some new songs, depending. Like Other than that, you know, there's nothing really that like stands out on the, the Aussie market. I know everybody overseas says the Australian market is the absolute pinnacle of heavy music at the it's moment. because they don't get to see them. Yeah, I know. Like, well, Come over here, you'll be bored of them in about three months' time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll move <laughs> Pretty on. much. We'll yeah. move on. But Thornhill, the song is called Limo. Uh, check it out if you can. Unify 2018. We're three weeks gone from we this are. lineup. Um, you know, we had a big thing about this last time. It's it, huge. We've had a bit more time to, I guess, let the lineup marinate. Have you been thinking about this lineup since? Haven't thought about it since the day, Trump. <laughs> 
I bought my ticket and I forgot about it. I've buried it deep in the back of my mind and I'm waiting for you to give me like a message a week before Unified to remind me. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit like that, isn't it? Like, oh, I know you're very um, you're very happy that, you know, predictions-wise, we did pretty well. We did. We got over 50, almost 50% right of the prediction. So I think we got 13 out of the 27. So we're doing really well, but... But... But mate, like the the other fourteen, I was hoping for a lot more. Yeah, it's, it's didn't a, get it. It's a little bit like that. It's um, I, I don't know if like I guess because we only got thirteen out of twenty seven, we can't say it's predictable. But at the same time, it really is. There's nothing really. There's no band on this lineup to me that makes me go, oh wow, like I really wasn't expecting that, but in a good way. Like there's bands on there like uh, behind Crimson Eyes, which is one of them who's been going on for about fifteen years it seems. Okay. And um, oh, one no. of my guys I work with was recently in a taxi because one of the uh, members of that band is an Uber driver. Oh enough. wow. Obviously, uh, they're not. That's make, excited. They're not making the big bucks at uh, Propeller Crimson Eyes. It was great, mate. <laughs> Always wanted to get an Uber car. Um, yeah, and he said, "Yeah, they're nice guys, but yeah, there's not really much going on with the band." Um, yeah, there's, I think with the local, I think the locals is where they really lose out here. They have so much options mm. and so many bands to choose from, and yet they've gone with the most basic bullshit bands probably uh. in the scene. You're so right, Nick. You look at the. I'm very excited to see Parkway. They're they they're, they're a good draw for me. But besides that, like Amity's done a tour this year. Hands like ours is just about to do, to do their um their drift tour. Like Hallians is a good get. Tonight alive, like eh, meh. Um, well, four years strong. I actually think internationally is a pretty good get. Like that, they're a pop punk band. Like you can take it or leave it. They're playing one of their older albums in full, which is good. But that's a good get. But yeah, like you you're looking around, mate, and like. Yeah. It's funny because you're saying that tonight alive, like it's I, I kind of looked at it the first look at this lineup and I went, Oh shit. They're third on that day. Well then I looked at the second day and I said Hands Like Houses. The second, second. jeez. And when Hands Like Houses is a second build on a day like like on a day of Unified. Second last, Nick. Oh. Second last. Oh mate, there should be. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, you know, it it kind of shows a little bit. I also think that um bands are like knocked loose in that. Who've been like criminally put down nearly the bottom of the fucking day? What's going on there? I, I thought a band from overseas would um obviously automatically be bumped up because of that kind of draw card. It's really odd with these international picks for me because most of them have just been in Australia this year. Yeah, and it's like if you look at it, stick to your guns. Have they did knocked, a tour. Yeah, yep. knocked loose. Have uh, who I'm looking at. I'm trying to look through this lineup right now. Uh, Architects have as well. They have. I went and saw them. Uh, four years strong weren't here, which weren't uh, too long away from being here as well. I think okay. that might have been a couple of years ago now. Well, it's like it's, there's no real kind of like, oh shit, they've got this band that's fantastic, and it's really really annoying to like look at because, you know, obviously they've sold it out, which makes me, uh, which makes anything we say negative pretty pointless because who are we? We're a bunch of idiots. Yeah, that's exactly right. But, but you know, like on as like a fan's perspective, and like we're we're actual fans of music. We're not people who are going for the days itself. As, as of yet, but I feel like that's probably one of the big draw cards with this festival this season, this year. It is. Well, they actually, like, we are talking a lot of shit about it, but they did sell 7,500 tickets in, I think, three days, four yeah, days. Yeah, about that. So, like, how we good, are... How we, good are we? We, we are just pretentious bastards, Nick. We are we are absolutely... we we Okay, we're, we're perfectionists. We, we want perfection at these festivals, but I'm looking at last year's lineup, Nick, last year's- and I'm looking down the bottom end. So we're looking down the bottom end, and just, just for the damned, well, the third last band there last year. Then you got the Brave done a massive tour or about to do a tour. Yeah, that shit. Bare Bones, Polaris. Polaris were the sixth 
Lowest band last year, Nick. Yeah, I know, that's that's exactly it. Like, there's quality all throughout last year's lineup. And well, look I was, at Trophy Eyes in the third last, fourth last row. I was really happy with last year's lineup, and that was somebody who didn't really care for Lexus on Fire and mm. wasn't a massive fan of Violent Soho. So, like, the top two bands I really didn't have much care for, and now, and I'm going like the rest of it's what I'm going for. Well, look at the midsection there. You're looking at bands like D's Nuts, Counterparts, Trophy Eyes, Ocean Grove. Like, there's four bands right there that we. We're really excited to see them. Just lower than that, you got Polaris, you got Bare Bones, another one of the Aussie, our Aussie favourites, and even down the bottom, like Ocean Sleep, are doing quite well for themselves now as well. So last year's lineup destroyed it. Yeah, um, like, what do you think about Architects coming down? Do you think it's a smart idea? Because obviously they're they're playing an exclusive show. Yep. Now. Like I, you know, I said this two weeks ago, and I'll say it again. They're obviously getting paid a shitload to travel a day's worth of flights just yep. to come and play one show. Do you think that'd be the highest paid band of the lineup? Oh, or do they'd you have think, to be. Or do you think Parkway and Amity might take the reins there? I think they'd have to be. Like a band coming internationally with their profile, I actually think that it won't be too long away from where their album's being dropped. I think it's actually going to be around there. But like you say, it's a one-off show. So if they're actually going to release the album around that time, you would have thought they'd do a tour. Yep. Whether that's just another excuse to come back in a couple of months, I don't know. But you'd have to think that, like Parkway, they well, they demand a, a pretty high sum. You'd have to say Amity the same. But yeah, I'm going to go with Architects, the highest paid there. It's just it makes it everything like a little bit interesting. I, I, I really like the idea of Parkway playing Horizons. I did pick, Am- yes. I picked Amity to play a full album instead of Parkway. Probably in hindsight, probably could have gone on Parkway because Amity don't have a classic album. I don't think. No, nah, well, Young Bloods would be that or Chasing yeah, Ghosts. I don't think that they're, but they're not cult classics. Yeah, like that's you say. exactly. It's not at that level as of yet. It, okay. And I give it five years, and it probably will be because Amity are going to continue to release shit for the next five years. That's exactly right. Um, Glory days, they'll call it. But Nick. Horizons will be really good. I'm, um, I'm really excited to see that live. I'm really excited to actually quite see Parkway. And the funny yeah. thing is. Well, it's been a while. Well, that's exactly it. They're one of the early bands, funnily enough. And this is a band who used to tour three times a year. Yeah, even, they like, are. Going back five years. And two now, of us. And now they haven't toured in probably by the time the next Unify comes around, it'd be a year and a half, two years since mm. they've had their last headliner. Well, I think I actually saw their last tour. There you go. It was a local tour from memory. And, yeah. that's, and that shows a lot. That kind of says that, you know, this is a band who's worked out that, you know, obviously Parkway are big overseas. So they have that luxury to them. Just go to Europe. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they I, can actually, do that. I think they've done that this year. They go to Europe. They can go to America. They have a good fan base there as well. And also they can just hang out and they can write. And like, yeah. that's obviously what they're doing now, it looks like. I reckon definitely it's a Monty early next year for an album from them. I'm really excited. I think that I think that Parkway are one of the real shining lights here. Amity are playing what they call a 15-year anniversary set which means that hopefully they're going to play some decent songs. Yeah, well, Aaron did come out and say they're going to be playing songs that they'll never play again, Nick. So whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know, but... I'm excited. I think that that's probably... It's a good concept. Well, in all honesty, if they were to play a... Like, just if they had their name on there and didn't have anything else attached to it, I wouldn't go say No chance in hell. Oh, okay. The fact that they've got a 15-year anniversary and they've caught, apparently they've said they're going to play some songs they never have or they never will again, it makes me interested to see what they will play because Amity... Surprise you. As yeah. much as I, I give, I'll give Amity shit to the day I die. They're predictable. But... I, they have a lot of good songs back in the day. I think Chasing right. Ghosts has a lot of great tracks on it. I think Young Bloods has a lot. It does. Even Let the Ocean Take Me has a couple, probably yeah, a couple. two or three decent tracks on there. So, you know, there's a Pittsburgh? little bit to like there. Is that off that album? Yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh. That's, that's a really good song, actually. Cracking song. I actually quite enjoy that track, to be fair. There you go. That's coming from somebody who hates them. Oh, um, anything on this lineup you find is really dumb? Any like any bands you kind of look at and go, why the fuck are they there? Because I've got a couple. <laughs> You've got a couple. Well, um, one of our pet hate bands, I'm going to go with hands like house. It's like yeah. second on the Saturday. Like I'm going to be absolutely blind drunk. I actually probably won't be in the arena for that because 
I might do physical damage to people watching them. Yeah, I know. It's a bit like that. Like, yeah. I, think, I think that they just tour so much and it kind of, it just becomes annoying. But they've got them. a big profile. So clearly they're do still they? selling. Well, they must be still selling things to, for all these tours, man. Like, I can't imagine them having a big profile. Don't you, don't you <laughs> Look, say that. What they play, they, they tour, they did a headliner. They're I think doing they the Drift. The corner. They're playing off a, the single they released, the Drift Tour. That's fantastic. It's a shit song. So good on them. Mate, and now they're second on the Saturday at Unify. Jeez. Like, it's good to see. I'm, I'm happy to see Hallian's. I'm, yeah. I, I think stick to your guns are not too bad. Um, knuckle puck, like make them suffer. Give give or take. I'm I'm actually quite and something I'll get into. Make them suffer. I'll give it get into it now. Actually, uh, yeah, make them it. suffer. Recently played a two, uh, a show. They played it on last Saturday. I think it was, and they played at the Hi Fi. I think it's called Max Watts now. Yeah, Max oh, that's, Watts. That's, that's how old I am. Showing my age there. There you go. And uh, I, haven't, no, I haven't been to it since it's been called Max Watts. Mm. And I was really into, I was, I thought about going to this um, show and they had Wage War. They had Alpha Wolf playing. Yeah, well. Wage War. That would have um, been good. So it was like thirty buck tickets, and they released about it was sold out. And then they released 30 more tickets like the day of, I think. and they 30 said, bucks? Yep, 30 buck tickets. Shh, why don't you tell me? Well, I was just like, I, the thing is, and the one I wanted to put to you is like, they're not at that stage for me where I'm willing to really fork out money and kind of give away my Saturday. Funnily enough, I'm getting older now, so my Saturday Saturdays mean a bit more. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um, so, like, and it means like, they're not really a band that I'm willing to fork out money for. And I, like, I thought I'd just put this question to you because I think there's a band on this lineup that you probably say question. the exact same. Is there any bands that you'd like, but you probably don't think they have the catalogue or they don't have the kind of um they don't have the like you know likability in your eyes to actually fork out money for it's a fantastic question and like you look at that with the the australian rate of bands like is there bands there that you love enough to go see like parkway's one like i, I did i showed out the last tour that they did yep. so there, there's one that i paid money for but and you wouldn't like you bands you like but you wouldn't pay for Probably Hallians. They're one. like They supported Amity, which is why I went to that Amity gig. They had Ocean Grove and Hallians underneath them, which is a big reason. But yeah. as a headliner, if they did it, they've done countless ones around Melbourne and I haven't gone. There's one. Um, Hands Like Ours, I wouldn't see a headline. I've seen an Architects headline. I've seen an Amity headline. I wouldn't see a Dees Nuts headline, to be fair. Unless, yeah. it's, unless it's a bang. Unless it's a bang. That's yeah, a spot for Dees Nuts. Or a festival, I think, yeah. the two plays. I think... Uh, D's Nuts are the perfect band for those kind of venues and to, I, I wouldn't yeah. pay for a night out at D's Nuts these days Tonight Alive another one like we, we went and saw them who they support? Um, they supported a Day to Remember yeah Day to Remember and we regrettably rocked up early to see that yeah that was really that was really shit um, but that like it just kind of raises it's such a, a tough of, question it's yeah, a great question because man. like if Make Them Suffer weren't on this lineup I you probably wouldn't would, I yeah. probably would have gone maybe right, like okay. it would have given me more incentive to go but okay. I kind of went well I don't seen them at Unify yeah. why I pay thirty bucks. I don't think they have the catalogue to fill out an hour, which they probably would, and um, like you know, actually like in, like kind of keep me with them for but the whole time. Would you enjoy? Yeah, would you enjoy that hour? That's the thing. Yeah, like, like you say. I, 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 there'd be three or four songs I'd be like mm, uh. skip, and but I think that a unified they'll get forty minutes, which is perfect time for them. Stuff. They'll play four off their new album, a yep. few off their old ones, and a couple of really um, retro OG songs. And you get away with that, don't you? Yeah, and like even on a festival basis, I'll be like six pingers down, and I would have shelled about fourteen chairs up my asshole. That's true. <laughs> And I reckon I will be um like I'll be ready Frog to splashing tables. I'll be, oh, after last year my table didn't break, so I wasn't too happy about that. But um like <laughs> it, it kind of raises the question because I don't think there's many bands on this lineup as a whole that, that I, you go to see that I would even care about if they played two like a headliner. I think there's about I would say five um, without me like looking through the lineup hard. Like I think there'd be about five bands that I'd really pay for. Well, Nick, I like Sick to Your Guns a lot, and I they've done two solo tours to Australia and I still haven't seen them. They played yeah. at the friggin... Where was it in Footscray? They played at the... um, What's that venue called? What's that venue called? We, I think we played there. Oh, we played a lot of venues. Okay, there. don't worry they about are, it. Oh, the um, Phoenix Youth Centre. Phoenix Youth... Yeah, they, they played like there, which is... That's a great venue. It's like you're, you're intimate. You'd be right there with them. 
And for 60 bucks, I didn't pay it. Well, and that, that's a band that I like. So I, I don't think there's anyone left there that I probably would pay to see on I've, this lineup, Nick. I've got um, I've got a nice little comment from somebody on AFO saying that 10 of the 17 bands from day two couldn't even pull more than 80 play- payers to the youth centre show. Oh, shit. And then hashtag, what a massive festival, which I think kind of sums a lot of it up. And like obviously they've sold it out. They've sold it out on the back of... I- Amity, Parkway, Architects. Exactly. Oh, They're the three. Is there anybody else that would have sold tickets, really? Four like, Years Strong playing like, that album? But that, like, really, that's a cult classic. Do that- you think that would really move tickets, do you think people would look at that and go because like even if I was to look at that lineup mm. I probably wouldn't even see the fact like that writing's so fucking small anyway I couldn't they see. should be they should be second on the Saturday and yeah. all, like but do you think that their their fan base is a bit too old to really care about a three day festival which is BYO considering that they're already playing they've already announced a sideshow yeah it's true yeah that, that's big news yeah, you're right they where, a, where are they playing that sideshow they are um, I can't they, they, well, they're playing with Knocked Loose Knocked Arrow Loose. it's a Arrow on Swanston Arrow yep Arrow, so, Arrow, Arrow. That's, that's, well that's where Architects played so that's a pretty decent venue if they can sell that out yeah but I, they're, they're one of those cult bloody pop punk bands like they're not as big as they to remember but they're on that like the next tier below like you know what I mean like yeah Blink 182 the biggest pop punk band and then Sum 41's a little ring below that like these guys are always in a data member's kind of shadow, but sorry, like Dave. you say, yeah, so, go. Sorry, go. I'm getting yep. a Tinder message. I just need to hang on. No, sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Tinder is important. No, um, it's like, true. It is very true. Like you, you like these bands that are, are there. I don't know if they're there for the right reasons. And well, I a few years ago, yes, Nick. A few, exactly. A lot of them are past their prime. Yes. I don't think that there's like there's bands that I like, and I'm not saying like I will go and I'll have a really really good time. I, regardless, but I'm at the, I'm the kind of guy who with this kind of music and this kind of heavy heavy structure that they've got at the moment, I think it's really, really well done, that I will go at least for the next few years, regardless of lineup. But while if I'm going to go, I would rather have at least five to ten bands that, that I, you I see. really want to see. And like last year, I had Northlane, which I was really keen to see at the time. Yep. And Every Time I Die, I Let Live, who were just like two of like, they were Your really, like, maybe that kind of spoiled me for this year because I really, really want to see a band like, and I'll, I'll put this question to you. Is there any band that um like would have really changed it all for you? Like for uh, whether it's a headliner or a band that wouldn't have costed so much? Because I'd say a band like Hacktivist would have been really nice for me. Yeah, I Crossfaith th- was the one for me, Nick. And, I, I reckon add them and I would have been really happy. And uh, Into Shikari, I think, would have been lovely. Yeah. I, I think that they, I still think, I will, I will say that to the day I die, Into Shikari needs to play Unify because I think they're a perfect festival band. Aren't they a unified band, UNFD? Yeah, I think so. So they released their stuff in Australia. You'd think I'm still waiting for them to get all those bands. Well, well, look, yes. Exactly. Wouldn't you think they'd be? Wouldn't you think like internationally they'd be Monty's like Hacktivist, Crossfaith, being yeah. signed to the label while she sleeps? Like we we spoke to Loz about it. We're like, mate, come down to this little festival. Come January next year, mate. You'll absolutely have a ball. We'll we will supply everything you want. And he said he told us to fuck off. Which he did. Probably said a lot for us. Um, they got Bellhaven, Knocked Loose, and Polaris on one line of the festival, which was very nice to see. Yep. Sienna Skies, which I, who I thought died six years ago because I saw him one time and they were shit. Um, you know they got like these really odd bands like Arteries, Save the Clock Tower, Dear Seattle, kind of like. Odd, odd choices like Void of Vision are playing we don't know a lot about them to be honest well, like I've listened to a few of them but they're just like some of them they're, they're fine bands but they have no profile that's the thing like you want bands that yeah have, I hadn't heard of them before have this some sort of profile and like will like not necessarily and I'm, like I said before that there's only probably three bands moving tickets which I stand by I really do I don't think there's many other bands that I think people would look at and go I'm going because said band is playing because nearly every international boss, boss, uh, sorry, besides architects will do a sideshow that's simple because they're not going to come down for one show if you're yep. an international band band so i look at it and go like why in general 
are like, are they getting these really average local bands when you could have got a decent one that might move a couple of tickets? Like if Alpha Wolf was there, I'd be like, cool, that's more incentive well, I, for I me. I thought Justice. I, I thought they were a Monty. I was, I was keen to see them on that, but now they're playing Invasion Fest. But it's a different story. But Did like you say, that's... Yeah. I was very disappointed. I did. I, I had a plug last week. I plugged myself, my own playlist, didn't I? Yes. Oh, sorry. You um. So you were saying that you had made a, a Spotify playlist. Called, I did. Uh, called some, called Unify 20, 2018. Unify twenty eighteen. So follow me, Nathan Custison, on Spotify. <laughs> how, yep. many, how many songs? Add me on Facebook. Um, it was about two hundred one songs from memory. Two hundred one songs. And did you change that Unify playlist name because it should have been changed to the Backbone playlist? Thank you very much. I actually did change it to that. Very good, man. Very good. I did show uh, you that yeah. playlist. <laughs> How long did you get into it? Uh, I got about three songs before I threw your phone out the fucking train window. It's true. Um, do you, uh, overall, out of 10, can you give the lineup a rating? Very meh. That's that. That's what was my reaction when the lineup came out. It still is that. I'd say five out of 10. Yeah, I, I was actually going to go exactly the same. Do you think that... Do you think it's smart for them to get the two biggest heaviest uh, two biggest heavy bands in on Australia the same, on the same lineup, or do you think yes. that do you think that leads in the future that could uh, come back to bite them? Because now looking forward, there's not really any other heavy bands unless you want to count Northland as a lower headliner. They're probably the only ones who are looking likely who they could pop up into that headliner spot. Well, I don't think the Australian heavy bands will be headlining it next year, Nick. That's where I think it's going to happen. I think Northland will be the ring. Under, I reckon there'll be two big headline bands next year. Then North Lane will follow, and then below that will be In Hearts Wake and a few bands like that. Do you think that? Um, I think In Hearts Wake. I thought they were going to play this year, but yeah, well, they got nothing better to do. That's uh, true. I, I don't know. Maybe they do, but I, I wouldn't give a shit. Um, do you think that next year being a five-year anniversary of it? Do you think they're going to go big? Do you think like because now, all, yes. to me at least, all signs point to a band like a Day to Remember playing. In yeah. all honesty, like it just doesn't seem like. It seems like you know they've used all their fight kind of guns here in Australia. Yeah, well, that's you, what I think. That's what I just said. Yeah. That's what I think. It has to be. It can't be an Australian headline. Like these two are the only bands big enough in Australia to pull this off as a headliner. Yeah, and that's so, why they sold the tickets. Cause exactly. So that, that's why they've done it this year, which is smart. But next year, you can't pull Parkway and Amity back. No. It's not going to sell out with Northland and In Hearts Wake. Like it might. Like it has in the past. But like, I think we as fans want to be like surprised the best part about a lineup like last year like saying every time i die and let live like d's nuts being low down on the bill counterparts being low down on the bill like polaris were there ocean grove were like they were getting popular at that stage and like there they are, weren't even the headliners there are a couple of bands i guess like being as an ocean is one who were a bit of a surprise package they are um, that's 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 a good one four year yeah. strong I, I i would say is a probably a surprise package i think you'll like four year strong when you i don't it. mind i've seen them live at soundwave 2012 mm. funnily enough there you go <laughs> first of soundwave i went to beards um, beard core yeah weren't they, weren't they famous for beard core? That's, Those, what I, yeah. that's what i called them yeah, um, beard core. do you think that like in terms of what do you think selling tickets to go like Obviously, we said three bands. How much of the percentage directed is just people going because it's Unify? You- I'd say 20 to 25 yep. because I pretty much did that. Uh, there wasn't anything on this lineup that is making me want to go that much. Like Architects, I've seen them now. I still, I'll be very happy to see them. Polaris is on the bill. They would have released their album by then. If I don't go on the tour, it'll be good to see them. Stick to your guns, tick it off the list. There's a few to tick off the list, but that's that's about it. I'm actually going more so for the festival. But do you think that... Okay, so if are you saying... Because I, I would say this 100%. If this was a one-day festival at, in the middle of the city, as usually the big festivals were, would you not go? No, I'd go. You reckon you would? I'd go I'd go for Parkway Architects and Stick to Your Guns yeah, and Polaris. It's funny because I, I don't think I'd go. I really don't because I've seen... I've On seen, a Saturday? I've seen all the bands enough. I really have. Like, there's... It turns like... 
like they I like them and I love architects, but they chances are if they're playing a, a one show thing, like I'd hope that they'd be playing side shows of some sort. Or they get a couple I, of good like, I, support bands. And I saw them, them. I saw them this year anyway. Like yeah. I saw them this year in Canada, let alone <laughs> You did. <laughs> so like I, I could have um like I could have seen it again in Australia. I you know, they sold out of course. Uh, but they like, did. There's not really that much there. Polaris obviously I'm seeing them before they release a new album, so I'm gonna get two sets with the festival that I'm going to, but I wouldn't pay for them greedy a- anyway. Yeah, a bit greedy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I like one thing I do want to get into about this festival. Oh, um, first of all, first quick question, just yes or no: Is this uh, festival going to be on the decline in the next few years, or do you think it's going to get bigger? If they release another up, like, one up like this, yes, it'll decline. Okay, that uh, was quick. I could have made, that, that, long- made, like. made that longer. That's what I want. I wanted a quick yeah. answer. Yeah. Um, you will notice this, and I, I mentioned this to you two weeks ago. There yes. is a few little Easter eggs that um, Unify have come out and said that they're. You did have. spot this. Now um, they always say on every lineup, there's been a few weird things that they'll chuck in. Um, you'll see on the bottom, uh, where is it? Somewhere, in the, yeah, the bottom right hand corner, there is the famous guy who stared, who stood still on a, a concrete thing for about five hours, looking at his beer. And everybody started gathering around and listening. The cult yeah, hero. Yeah, what was going on there? The cult hero himself. He was in the K hole. That is what was going on. Um, and if you look in the top right corner, you will see a little truck, a little van. Sorry, that says not just, uh, not just boys' fun. Now this leads me to yes. this leads me to this big fucking essay that Unify posted, basically about gender equality. Did you read it? About no, I didn't get that far through. <laughs> Like, come on. They, I, I don't... If somebody sends me a text message over four lines, I usually, I usually don't respond. You do. Um, so, with this, I, like, I, I did skip through it, to be fair. They uh, they went through it, and it was all about gender equality and that, and they were saying they're very upset that they can't get, like, a 50-50 lineup, girls and boys. Now, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about this because... Like me not being sexist at all, and me being a guy who loves females in more ways than one, um, I want to say something simple. We were in a band for how long? Three years? Yeah, three years. We played. We played yeah. with probably a total of, in terms of band m- members from other bands, I'd say three hundred, maybe in the time yeah, that we at were least. There. Yeah, we played with three girls. <laughs> three girls. That's one percent. It's one percent of yeah, the that's whole. That's how thing. it is. And so for for anyone to come out and say that yo, know, there should be a 50-50 discrepancy or like a ratio of bands is you ridiculous. Can't. You, so, it's not sustainable. There's you no can't. way. If you went for a 50-50, no one would go to your fucking festival. And that's not me being mean, that's me telling the truth. I'm sick of people going, Oh, it's all about equality. It's not no one had this issue. That's the problem to me. Like I've n ne- I never seen anybody comment on a unified post saying, Oh, you haven't got enough females. This what, five females for this year's lineup? I yeah, think, five. Yeah, Five bands announced. Five yeah. bands with females on it. That's fine. If like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think that's great. Like, how many more bands on top of the bands that they've got already would be added to that without yeah. them going overseas and getting a band like Paramore? Which, and that's who we thought would actually play this year. Well, it's funny now that I, now that they've gone on about they're bitching about this shit. I really do think Paramore would be a big chance for next year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, it's definitely going to be the Paramore Day to Remember kind of announcement next year. It has to be. Like, if you want to grow the festival or keep it sustainable and keep it popular you need bigger profile bands and this year they've got away with it like they've got away with an average lineup i'd say yeah but i don't think like we're saying if it's going to decline or grow you're not going to get away with it next year like a lot of people there's a lot of backlash when this lineup was announced yeah first time i've ever seen it yeah there was a lot of people saying what is this like you like we spoke about it in the last episode that failed like Where's the heavy, heavy bands? They promised, yes. they said this was going to be the heaviest lineup yes. we've ever done. And it's full of pop punk bands. Like I showed you that playlist and you were you were raging at almost every new band that I put on. You're like, what is like, we were, we were, we were waiting for the, the thy art kind of heavy, heavy. And it just didn't. 
None of them were like that. There's a lot of bands that could have filled that void as well. It's not like the thing is when you say it's going to be the heaviest lineup ever, and like it's okay, like you know, obviously things change, and maybe they had a few bands in mind and they didn't come through. And that there are a lot of Australian heavy bands, especially on the local side, that they could have gone for. They could have gone for Justice Alpha, Thy Art as well. Like band, like those three. Aversions Crown. Aversions Crown. Like you know, there's there's shitloads of bands. I value. Yeah, exactly. There's so many good bands that are he- really heavy that would have filled that void. And even if you and just, the diehard of those kind of fans would have loved it. Just exactly. for a few of them, and like, for, like exactly. And the thing is that the locals, local bands, or like the smaller bands, will say the, the casual fan would not give a shit about. They're not going to care. And if you're going to give them to like, you might as well like propose it to the hardcore fans, like who really love music and won't go to a festival unless the music's there. Because yep. there are a lot of people like that. Luckily, I'm, I'm young. We're young enough to at least go to a festival anyway and not be able to like not die by day three. Yeah. On that, um, do you think that? Day three will uh, represent the acoustic kind of gigs because I do see, uh, you to. know, Tonight Alive, Hands Like Houses, bands like that kind of, uh, maybe Aaron from... Um, a couple of mashups, Am- yeah. Amity doing it there on acoustic sets. Do you think that's going to guarantee or...? It has to be. You can't play heavy music. Like, I felt so sorry for State Champs and Neck Deep the day... <laughs> They played when you were over in Europe. and yeah, um, that was back I, when it was I, only two days as well. Yeah. Imagine the third day. <laughs> Mate, I, I was so keen to see Neck Deep. I, I'm like, this is going to be great. And... um. I did not get out of the um the the bar cubicle tent thing that yeah, it, that yeah, it yeah. is. I the, the circus tent. It was just it killed them, and I felt so bad for them because like the, the previous day was so good, and it kills you. You can't have any heavy music on that day because people are too drunk and too hungover to want to listen to it. It has to be. And like I actually think if you if you want to get a draw, if you're Unify, pay Sam Carter to do an hour set of acoustic songs because that bloke yes. would draw people to actually... I'd go watch. I'd love that, actually. That'd you know what really I mean? Really... I, if you want people to stay for that extra couple of hours, that'd be a Monty. Yeah, I and I think that I think they missed out on getting um, Jason Aitlon and um, Keith Buckley Imagine last, that. last year. <sighs> like, I, I think they actually had a show in Geelong that night. That's why they both played the so Friday. they couldn't, yeah. Yeah, that's why they both played the Friday so they could um, get out on the Saturday and then go, which is, which is a bit annoying because I think that... You know, what you need to do to sustain these international bands is to keep them at the festival so they enjoy it. That's why a lot of people love Soundwave is because everybody stayed at the festival and then they all kind of traveled together across to these states. And that's what they did. They drink together, talk together. Exactly. You actually get more chance to actually interact with the fans. Exactly. And like, if you're just going to go there for your day and leave that night because you have a show the next day or whatever. You don't get to meet anyone. Exactly. And it's something that, you know, you won't get that full experience, I think, as a band, which, you know, obviously any Australian band would love to beat Unify. And they'll, of course. they'll stay there and try and drink with uh, JJ Peters for as long as they possibly can. Not going to win, but they, <laughs> you, you can try it. And that, that's like, like you say with architects, like you don't want these blokes, like we know that they're friend, like good friends with the, the Amity Affliction. They're probably good friends with Parkway. Yep. Probably got good friends with Tonight Alive bands that they've toured with. I'm not actually pro- probably a bad example there, but the previous two that I mentioned, Parkway and Amity, but like they're flying over. So how would you be? You fly over for... On the Friday, you're there for... Uh, you probably wouldn't get there on the Friday. You'd probably get there on the Thursday, have a day to relax on the Thursday, sleep, get to the festival on the Friday, play your set. Saturday, you're, you're going to be drunk. Are they even there? Are they getting flown back to Melbourne? Like, who knows? Are they playing the set and leaving? Like, I think it'd be perfect if Sam Carter did the acoustic thing on the Sunday, which gives him a couple of days. Like, They'll probably do a meet and greet with the fans on the Saturday. Bloody, have a few beers with the, the like. They probably won't be allowed, but like, imagine him having a beer in the. It'd be amazing, yeah. In the the bloody where the, the tents are. And I'd stuff. love to see if they did a signing or not, because you know, there's every they have to. every year there's a band or so that I'd be like, you know, I'm, 
I'm somebody who could not give an absolute shit about someone signing my stuff. I just like a cheeky chat and a cheeky photo. Yeah. But like, they're probably one of the only, they're the only band on this lineup that I'd actually that you give a shit about. 100%. Such, um, same as Every Time I Die, Let Live from last year. They're the only yep. two bands I would have given any sort of shit. And I met Marcus in the campground, so I didn't really care about the uh, North Lane stuff. And he's, he's the only North Lane guy who actually looks like an interesting person, to be fair. The rest of them look like deadbeats. Aren't they wearing masks and shit now? Oh, they're fucking useless. What's going on with that? I, I still don't understand that. <laughs> I, and is there anything before we move on from Unify? Because we're, we're yapping about them now, but like. Uh, as in terms of not the bands, in terms of the campgrounds and everything like that, any way you'd improve the festival? Because do you think it's more space? Do you think they need to uh, add in some more activities or what do you think? I actually think they've done really well because like this year they've even got a, a different campgrounds for people that don't want to drink. So like in the past, like you, it's kind of like, <laughs> but don't you have yeah. to pay extra for that or don't do? Oh, I think you do. It probably shouldn't actually, you should, probably shouldn't have to be charged more to do that. But like, I think it's more of an exotic accommodation than that. Like there's weird things this year. You can actually, you can camp out in Venus Bay. Oh, I mean, sorry, get a house in Venus Bay That'd be and, sick. and they'll drive you out, but you lose that campground experience. And that's the true. We wouldn't do that, but that, that's actually pretty cool. Like if you're you, older, it'd be, perfect yeah, it'd be perfect for that. But like, that's the thing in the past. Like, like I know a lot of people go there and they're, they're very, very annoyed by people, but like, it's kind of like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, it's really hard to explain. Like you, you, you pop up when you get there, like after waiting in traffic for a long time, and you don't pick where you are on the campgrounds. You kind of just fluke a spot and you, you go there. Like you don't know who the people are next year around you, and a lot of people get frustrated by that because they like they're partying next to, well they're trying to sleep, and that you got six 20 year old dudes and having a bake session next to you. Exactly, just getting high. They're they're popping pills. They're getting smashed. Like. And fair enough, older people are going to want to go and like enjoy Parkway and Amity, but like, it's fair that they can go now and actually have their own campgrounds because that's probably what needed to happen. Because, like we say, there should be a party field and there should be a sleep field, and <laughs> we are definitely a part of the party field. It's funny, uh, we, that's where you meet people. It's the best part about it. Definitely need a shout out to the um, the uh, our mate's girlfriend who protected about forty yards worth of our campground space and wouldn't let anybody pitch a tent there so we could get all about, I wouldn't fuck with about ten, 10 tents in the same area. Yeah. Ridiculous because we were late as hell because we we were organized. I had fucking, to work. We had we won't had, be happening next we year. Had, we had other people fucking late as hell getting to the fucking thing. It was like, oh, oh yeah. Actually, it wasn't even me. I got there on time. Yeah, yeah, you you weren't even the problem this time. Usually yeah. are. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, actually, I think that there needs to be some kind of, and I think you suggested this two weeks ago, that yes. some kind of party set up in like, on the Saturday night, or even, I'd say the Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, well, why not go into the footy club and have a DJ? Yeah, or even the circus tent. Like, you know, yeah. why, why not get someone, like, get that kind of, you know, bang feel from the nightclub? That'd be awesome. Like, how cool. And, and also get all those people. That want to party, yeah, have fun. Onto that area, and at least it would give people who want to have a sleep, or if they're passing out, it doesn't really matter. A chance to actually yeah, sleep. Like, without, you know, without everyone, because, like, I know we were fucking we would have been annoying as hell oh, to be around like we were, had guitar we had acoustic guitars we going we I, had, was air, I was drumming on tables yeah, we had Denzel Curry's ultimate playing on repeat every <laughs> freaking it was once an hour once an hour once every 20 yeah, minutes well, or whatever top, it was it was a lot the, top of the hour <laughs> what's our anthem next year we're going to need one uh, it's going to be Denzel Curry's should be ultimate. voted by the masses they should give us an anthem <laughs> We would get up uh, team 10 every day, bro. There's only one person who'll know who I'm talking about there. Oh, no. uh, the pit coordinator. For yeah. but pit yeah, coordinator. Pit coordinator, uh, who's, I haven't seen in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. so Breaks my heart. Any, any last thoughts on Unify before we move on? Looking forward to the event. Copious amounts, copious amounts of alcohol are going to be drunk. Well done, Unify. We'll, um, we'll give you more of like a survival guide 
probably closer to. Maybe yes, the, we will. Maybe the week of it because we've been to. Well, you've been to three. I've been to two now. We know veterans. We, we know the do's and don'ts, and yet we still fuck up every year. Don't shower. And we always go. Well, this year was stinky. This year was the first time that even offered showers. They did. And how were the showers? Were they out in the skips? Were uh, they even real showers? I couldn't even find them. I could not find That's them. That's what I mean. We, we couldn't even find them. So, Yeah, it says a lot. And I think that... Um, bring a towel or wipe yourself down. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you got to do it yourself. Either that or just bring a couple of face washes and no. just go... Get, well, there's water. There's water taps around. So just face washes. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk go, about that later today. Go, yep. to go to KFC, get a bunch of wet wipes and away well, you go. How much <laughs> would that KFC... Like, on the, I'm telling you, on the way home, they would... Just, Almost quadruple their amount of actual normal revenue on a day home from buddy from Unify because every single camper goes to that KFC, mate. It's a fantastic KFC. We party. I, I party with State Champs. Yeah, you did actually. You said so I got to meet them. They saw my State Champs CD, and <laughs> that was really cool. So hopefully we can flick that again. Moving up, moving on from Unify. Yes, we've got a few bands, band re- like single reviews, album reviews yes. from uh, bands who play Unify. So we're not really moving on too much. We'll start with my uh, my usual um, sucking of the cock for Polaris. Oh, uh, no, they, not Polaris again. They dropped they dropped the remedy a couple of weeks ago. We've covered this on our, our episode that didn't go up. I'm going to stress about is, that. Is, how it, many... is it really called the the remedy? It is called the remedy <laughs> off, <laughs> off the album The Mortal Coil coming out November third. Really? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You've heard this track, Nathan. How good is this song? It's fantastic, guys. I'm just taking the piss now. But um, yep. Yeah, so off. It's coming off the the Mortal Coil. Is that the album? Yeah, yeah. November third. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Done. Okay. So done. Already Why said not? that, you idiot. Okay. So yeah, not nah, remedy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm mate. We love Polaris. Simple as that. This song probably not quite as good as the previous release. As no, not as good as Consume. Yeah, that's the one. Consume. Um, they but, have. Um, I didn't mind, like, the only thing that I was a bit worried about, especially in the start, yep. I thought that when the vocals came in, first of all, in the first part, I thought, fuck me, this is awesome. Like, the fan, his vo- the riff, vocally, vocals. Vocally, yeah. he's just incredible. He, he is really great, is great so, singer. so good. Yeah. Uh, I thought the opening riff was a bit like, mm, okay. like yeah, a bit, It's a headbanger of a riff. Yeah, it's like a new metal kind of bounce riff, for I me, loved at it. least. Um, like it's, Bang. I was Bang. thinking, okay, don't don't focus on this riff a bit too much. And I, I, really, I really didn't... Um, get really into the song until probably the second verse until the um, that real metal part where the double kicks come in and then the, from there on I was just absolutely fucking loving it yeah then I, when the hook comes it in it took with the, a little the clean bit guy. yeah like the clean's a fantastic one yeah. of the, one of you know, a band who does cleans well is a band I'm probably gonna like because yeah. not like a lot of bands, oh big time dude. a lot of bands fuck it up and I really I really can't stand a good band that has shit cleans it mm. just really it spoils everything for me and I can't listen to it um yeah not as good as consume I but I am looking forward to this so- song I think this is track two or f- two or four I think those are the two that they've good, released good so it's not the intro yep not the intro yet um, you know maybe the, if the intro is a, uh, a a crappy little interlude track then uh, mm. there might be the first song so we might have a couple of things to complain about November 3rd is probably when our first album that we say guaranteed buy is going to happen because yes. I'm pretty confident this is going to be a fantastic album yes um, we are, we're, we're buying it regardless we, we, I don't think it matters yeah so they're signed to resist records as we've said before but yep. uh, anything more to say before we move on nah big fan and I can't wait to hear the album. Uh, actually, I heard a couple of comments saying that um, someone said it was uh, Bearcatechs, uh, as in Bearcatechs. Uh, as in Bearcatechs, that's uh, great. Well, while she Bearcatechs was good, with while she sleeps involved. Uh, it's funny that while she sleeps, Beartooth and Architects are like the three bands that everybody kind of put them to. Somebody said Periphery Part 2, uh, Australian oh, version. Of pro- someone said Australian. Well, they version. are very technical, so that's yeah. not a bad analogy right so, there. So uh, they said the Australian Architects. Like, you know, a lot of. Oh, com- I think it's Architects to a T. This, this is a song I actually think the only negative here is this. This is a song that I can clearly hear a lot of the uh, the influences from. 
in a like not and not in a terribly bad way, but I think that yo know, with the um with their previous songs, I feel like it's just them. This song, I just kind of think, okay, there's there's new metal in here. There's a definite new metal influence here, oh, and then there's big time. there's a there's a bit of while she sleeps in a couple of parts, and like especially in that heavy double kick part, I'm like, this is real while she sleeps. Here we go, like, and I don't hate it. Like I I, I really like those bits, but I think that yo know, Polaris are the best when they stand alone as their own. And uh, I'm sure, I'm hoping the album can come out like that. Uh, it is still a really great track. Where I'm nitpicking big time, but I have to be negative in some sort. I can't completely suck their cocks. We'll <laughs> move on to the uh, another band who is playing. Stick to your guns. Married oh, no. to the moose. I, that is how the I, moose. Yeah, that's how I read it. The or first the time. noose, the offspring song. <laughs> <laughs> married to the noose. It sounds pretty depressing. God um, now, damn. Mar- married to the noise is the song name. I'll let you take this one because I know you're the stick to your guns guy. Yes. I just consider these guys to be counterparts in Ocean Grove. Probably sped up a little bit. I think that's yeah. probably my interpretation not of what bad. stick to your guns are. Not bad. What do you think of this song? They got an album come out, I'm sure. Yeah, so album out October 13 called True View. So married to the noise. So interesting name of the um the song there. So yeah. they actually they released the song a couple of weeks ago, Nick Brown, which we talked about on the show. But it was too long for us to actually remember. I'm pretty sure you hated the the, the name of it. But <laughs> it um like the, the actual the the album I'm excited for. So this this song they've come out really strong. It's a real hardcore kind of um riff and. Yeah, so it's them back to their roots, if you'd like to say, because their previous record, Disobedient, copped a lot of shit for being very a, a bit softer, a bit poppier. So I can really, I can hear the shift back to that kind of hardcore thing. But like we actually talked about, they kind of, where they, like their hooks are kind of their weakness. So like, yeah, and both songs, which I'm actually excited about, have different vocal patterns with the clean. So like the, the previous release, was kind of different and this one again it isn't actually him opening up and belting out a, a clean vert like chorus again it's kind of different but it's that like, excites me too it's something that i have like one of my only complaints with the make them suffer album is when the when the um the, the girl came in for the choruses a lot of them were very similar just sort yeah. of the top so you're saying with these two tracks they so are far, they're, they're different they're different which is handy like which is something you don't want to you don't want to be like singing along to a, a song in the car because that's what i always do and, yeah and then feel like you've already sung this kind of song. Well, <laughs> one thing that did annoy me a little bit about this song, they um they kind of do wo-wos, like The Offspring, like, you know... Fantastic. Yeah, band. well, we love the wo-wo parts, but these guys do wo-wos and ahs, like, it just kind of annoys me a little bit because the bloke's got a great voice. He doesn't need to add those in, and I think that'd help him in the long run. But it's another good release, and I'm going to be excited. Like, I'm going to check the album out for sure now that they're playing Unify, so... It's going to be very interesting. It's not a bad release. I think that um, it's very stick to your guns. If you're a fan of them, you'll enjoy it. Um, nothing doesn't re re kind of rework the wheel at all. It doesn't nah. like doesn't reinvent anything. But nah. I think that if you're a fan, you're gonna you'll probably get behind it. Yeah. Uh, True view coming out. Architects Doomsday, but Nathan. That's it's funny. The big one. It's funny. Wow. Two weeks ago when we recorded and this episode failed to go up. Yes. It dropped about two hours before we uh, I hadn't even listened to it yeah. before the show started. So I had to show it to you before oh, before wow. um before we went on to the air. Um, this oh. this song's fantastic, isn't it? Oh, uh, it's I, perfection. I know you said oh. I know you said that this reminded you of a van, which made me want to punch you in the face. But what did I say? Reminded? You said bring me the horizon to start with. Oh yeah, no. In moments with the synth and stuff, I actually thought there was parts. It elements. is. Yeah, I, I actually do. But I actually I actually probably compare any song with synth to bring me now. So <laughs> like, but um, oh, this is just a monster song, mate. It's just it's got like everything that you want from an architect song. It's 
But he, the cleans, like the cleans, like it actually breaks it up. Like I've been waiting for Sam Carter to do a bit more of that with his singing, and like to open up with the cleans, I was just like, holy shit! Yeah, oh, this is really cool. It's really well written. The song, yeah, it, it does. It kind of takes. Apparently, you... it was there. The who didn't they have a guitarist that passed? Yes, yes yeah. they did. Yeah, um, this so... is their last song that he was writing. Oh, really? That's what they came out and said. There so you this go. Is... His riff. So that riff was his riff. It was really, really... Which is even more special. Um, yeah, it's really, really well done in terms of... It takes you a few different places where you're probably not expecting it to go. Mm. And a lot of bands have this thing where it's it's really well done, but it's incredibly predictable. And that's that's something that's really played kind of... It plagues rock and roll. The classic rock and roll with the whole kind of verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, end. Yep. And that the genuine... And the hardcore and that kind of had that kind of passage and that kind of time period where they had that kind of thing going on and now they start to really break away from that and they're trying to yeah, really be different they're trying to unique. keep you guys yeah. guessing and architects like and i said this two weeks ago but like they're a band who whenever you think that you know another band's maybe like getting to that level of architects architects will just come out with a song and kind of go here we go like we're the, we're the kings of this like yeah, they really are they're yeah. just the best at it try and catch us yeah i don't know you kind of compared them to because we were saying at one stage every time i die and dylan joe kind of on their own little scale yeah, uh, I I know you kind of think that architects are probably on that as well. Oh, big time, dude! Like they they are just so consistent with what they bring out. Like it doesn't, like you say, changing the wheel. They don't change that much, but they change enough to keep the viewer and the listener interested. Like I, I listened to their last two albums, fantastic releases, but like there's not a hell of a lot different. But shit, do I enjoy both those records? Yes. <laughs> so like these guys, like you say, they're technical with their musicianship, good with their drums, good with their guitar, good with the bass. He's one of the best singers in the whole scene, and like you do, like you, you say, they got the package, mate. Like some bands do, and some bands don't. Where does where does Sam Carter rate in terms of you for vocalists? Oh, if very you, high. Would you would you put him like? Is he the best? Is he the best in the scene, or do you think off the top you can think of someone better? Uh, I think his range is definitely. Uh, uh, I don't really like the thing with death metal and heavy, heavy, crazy metal. I I, I can't really judge on their voices because they do really extreme things with their voices. So like. In the kind of core that I like, he's very high. Like, he's, his highs are amazing. He can do low stuff. He can clean sing. He's got the Pommy accent going for him as well. Fantastic like, plus. Well, Poms just seem to be able to sing better than the normal people. And he just, he'd be up there. He'd be top three for me. Yeah, I, I'd agree. I think that he's somebody that, you know, everybody kind of, as a vocalist, if you wanted to go for a heavy band, he's somebody you could definitely kind of learn off and kind of try and, you know, try and imitate because he's somebody who's so good. How do you go with the highs, though? How does he go with the highs? How do you? How would you go like being just a normal singer with these highs? Because they're pretty extreme, aren't they? Yeah, look, no, I'm just, I'm unlike a few, Nathan. I can hit them all pretty easily. Yeah, you can. You're done. <laughs> no, he's he's somebody stuck. who can do he could do them all live as well, which yep. is incredible. And like I remember hearing um, your Broken Cross, and he play he performed that live for the first <sighs> first time, and he put it on YouTube, and I was Ooh. like, holy hell, he like because there's some really high, yeah, like uh, in that opening verse, like it's incredible. Uh, anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh, we'll go on to an album, Nathan. Uh, our first al- album review, our last uh, Unify Band review. Yep. Uh, Being as an Ocean has dropped an album. I haven't really had a chance to catch this one, Nathan, so I'm going to let you take the reins here. Yes. I've had a, I'll listen to a couple of songs. <laughs> Look, I'm going I'm to no, give this to you. I can't, I can't say anything yet. What did you think of the two songs? 
Uh, I listened to what three or three or four. I think, uh, actually, yeah, it was probably four. Sorry, yeah, my um, bad. Look, they're different. There's somebody like it, it depends on the mood. I feel like I have to be in a good mood to enjoy them. Yeah. Um, if if I was in a negative mood, I would think they're just some kind of pussy crycore band. Yeah. And like, uh, uh, no, that's fair. That's a fair call. But uh, I think musically, and I think that there are uh, there are band who's all about the levels, and I think that I was saying this to to you before yep. that'd be very interesting to see how they go live at Unify because yes. I think if they can't get the levels right which a lot, struggle. Of, a lot of the bands on day one last year couldn't get I think the only band who really could get was Northlane they, the they only were they who, killed it yeah. they were the only band with really good sound and I yeah. think everybody else struggled even even Ocean Grove and even Every Time I Die wasn't fantastic like it wasn't amazing you know I think and Let Live suffered big time oh that was shocked oh, after we saw the sideshow I was so disappointed because yeah. like that's why I'm so happy we went and saw the sideshow because it didn't ruin it completely for yeah, me definitely uh, what do we think of this album, but yeah, well, like new album? Uh, it's interesting. Uh, that's all. Like, so it was released last week, but um, fourteen songs, which is a lot for for Good. these days. So, like um, so the album's called "Waiting for Morning to Come." So, take that how you want. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's actually been released independently, which I thought was interesting, Nick. So, this album got delayed. It was meant to be released around July, early August, and they actually split from their record label. So they've released this independently, which I think is pretty cool. So they wanted to get it out to their fans. But um, 50 minutes this album clocks in at. Yeah, it's, um, it's a big, big one. Is it too long? Just uh, just quickly, because I've just kind of noticed that. It takes you on a journey, Nick. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. A spiritual journey. Oh, God, yeah. No, nah, it's it's actually, it's one of those albums. It's, it's like, it's an interpretive kind of album. There's, there's a lot of spoken word parts, but then also there's a lot of um different dynamics going on. Like, it's very atmospheric, I'd like to say. So, like, the... um. It's, it's it's very different. It's very refreshing. It was actually cool to listen to. Like, there's parts in this album that remind me of Hellions. But then yep. after that, like, th- there's a lot of different dynamics going on. There's Bring Me the Horizon type parts with the synth. Like, it's very different, Nick. Something that I really said, uh, I noticed, and I, I don't know if you think the same, I was saying this to you before, but yes. I thought it was huge, Um, actually, 30 Seconds to Mars influence. Yeah. Really, in a, lot of their, in a lot of their big choruses, I thought, vocally, and just the way the drums were, and kind of getting that real big anthem kind of bass. Yeah, anthemic, that's the it's word. It's incredible, yeah. yeah like just And like it's, that's not a negative at all. I think 30 Seconds are really great songwriters yep. as a whole, but they they really are. Like, I'm... I've, you know, I feel like somebody. I don't even think people could deny it. I really do. I, they, that was the first thing that came to my head, and like even with the way that everything was structured around it, yep. it just seemed like that big chorus. Everybody's going for that big sing along, which you know, Thirty Seconds to Mars, one of those bands through the early two thousands, and they even, those, even through they? now, they've, they've had it for the yeah. last fifteen years. Yeah, they're the kings of it. Yeah. Um, overall, do we have a best track? I got a couple, so okay, give it to me. Probably black and blue. Or I think I showed you. You thought, yeah, thought it was pretty good. Yeah, okay is another one. And um, the actual the they only released one single, which is something I wanted to touch on. That's a really good thing, I think. Like yeah, that's yeah. kind of old school. Even with fourteen songs, they could, they probably could have gotten away with releasing more as well. But also, then again, on the negative side, there's a couple of instrumental fillers. Ah, uh, there are. How many? There's two. So like that that takes away, but there's still twelve tracks you're going to enjoy. So playing at Unify, um. I think definitely check this album out. Like I, I listened to it. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to actually have a portable speaker at work, so I got to listen to a few of the albums we're doing as for reviews tonight, probably three to four times today. And this album was the big grower for me. It's one of those albums you actually have to listen to from start to finish because yep. it's actually all put together really, really well. So, is it a concept album of any sort, or is it kind of? Just- it's kind of a concept album, I think, but yep. I, I, I couldn't tell you because there's been no reviews on it. Like no one's like, there's no press for it. There's no like 
record labels getting people to review it. They're doing it themselves. So it's, it's only purely fan, it's fan funny, generated. It's funny because like you know a lot of the um a lot of magazines and that won't do a review on a band unless the band pay it. Yes, and that's it, what I mean. Your record label, and like and that's what pushes you. It's kind of funny like how fickle some labels can like uh, some magazines and all that can be it's like well you're not going to give us any money for it it's like well okay we're not going to review your band doesn't matter how good it is that's what i mean then it, then it falls to the fans like when our day to remember did that a few years ago like their, their album struggled like like with with buys and stuff for that probably reason but common courtesy common courtesy yeah yeah that's a very true not like i thought the album, that actually album was pretty good do it was have, do you have a rating out of like not out of 10 but um would you buy it? Give it a listen. Um, is this the full? Is this the first full price buy that we're going to give? No. Oh, damn it. But no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Oh, we're just <laughs> now we're moving on from being as an ocean nip because this is something that's been on my nerves for a few weeks now. We actually did the show, which fucked up two weeks ago, but now we absolutely roasted Invasion first. Then. And it, we are we are still oh there, Dick. Because what the what what the fuck's going on with this festival? Like they promised before Unify was announced that they're going to have the full lineup. Unify has been three weeks gone now, and they still have not finished this thing. This is really funny because like when when we realised that this this um the crumbs I've even written it on the board crumbs. The, the, when we realised the last episode was, uh, was basically a toxic file and couldn't go up, uh, I was like, oh well, at least the next time we go Invasion Fest will be announced, so we yeah. can talk about that and. What the as as it says on there? What the fuck is happening? That's, <laughs> what? that's, what, that's literally what you've written on the board right now. Uh, I don't. Know. What, what is going on? It's, it's very very strange and like it's it's unfortunate because like two episodes ago we was I was saying that it's really, I was pumped for it. Too. It was really really cool to see yeah. bands get their one day of highlight and kind of it built up to the big bands and that. I thought it was really really well done, and now I'm just kind of like fuck me. I kind of like I I know like mate, this is a very fickle way of thinking, like a very negative way of thinking. But I was like. Man, like I kind of don't even know if I really want to buy a ticket now because, like, it's, yeah, all right. Well, I, I was going to. I was waiting for that big announcement, Nick. It's, look, they're, 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 how many bands have they got left to announce? You said there's still two to come, and they've actually announced on their Twitter that they're actually trying to work out sideshows. Okay. Before like the sideshow, like, they're trying to work that out, which I think is a load of shit. I don't think they actually have the bands. Well, they have like okay. In terms of the lineup, Nate, what are we? Uh, what are we liking out of this? Okay, do have the lineup here, but um. And like you know, they. Have- I, I, I think like we've done a few. You've done a few reviews on a couple of these bands, Nick. Yes, we've, yes, I have. We've done Justice. We've done Alpha Wolf, um, Cursed Earth, Deadlights were your token, your take band. So like, there's a few there. We hate Void Division with the passion, but yeah, worst band in the world. They are building a bit of ground, and like I, I saw when they were announced, they got a lot of likes and a lot of comments on but their one. They have a bunch of typical kind of hardcore kid fans, and they're not goons. Yeah, they're, they're not good. Like I'm sorry, but like no, I don't. Yeah. I don't think anyone who really, really like the dream and dreamer of this modern generation. Probably, yeah. Like this is probably not the worst comparison. We fucking roasted Jeremy and Dreamer Prom in a couple episodes. They're on that level. Well, maybe, yeah. Now, like, you know, they're probably on they're that level. They're not kind big of enough to be that, but Dream on Dreamer, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dream on Dreamer are still going. They're playing shows in France, Nathan, I said. You're fucking with me. They're not playing in France. <laughs> they, 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 sh- they are surely not playing in France. <laughs> oh, actually, yes, you, you told me that. My bad. I, um, anything, anyone else? Anything else that's interesting to you? No, well, Kublai, Kublai Khan or whatever you, you want to say. They're the, they're, what are they called? Kublai Clan. Kublai Clan. Ku Klux Klan. The KKK is KKK playing. KKK, we'll go with that. But KKK is playing that, that, invasion That's fest. a fairly handy get. So, like, there's one international announcement. But still, like, they promised they had the dates even set out. Mm. They wrote the dates that the thing was getting announced. And now it's almost like, well, my birthday was the 14th of September. And that was two, like a week after our previous show. 
And they said that it was meant to be announced last week. I think it was the 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. Yeah, it's annoying because... And still nothing. It's, it's annoying because, like... Finish I, it off. I had... Um, I, I have my pit coordinator, mate, who um, who has got also got an Invasion Fest ticket. Does he? And I kind of... I messaged him, like, what the fuck's going on? And he kind of said, uh, they must be fucking really unorganised or something like that. And then they went on a run of the, announcing bands again. And they yeah, it was were, a few in a row. And yeah. they weren't very good. And I was just kind of like, are they going to announce a good band anytime soon? And he's like, fuck me, dude. I'm, I'm literally the same. I'm looking... I'm waiting for a decent band. Luckily, Deadlight's got announced, which is decent. Um, yeah. Cursed Earth have been announced as well, which is really decent. I'm happy with that. They're the last band who has been announced. Um, I was going to say, like, I was going to say during the Unify thing that... Obviously, I think that the two weeks ago that mm-hmm. they had no crossover, or they had one crossover in Void of Vision. Yes. Now they've got two. I don't think it's a, a very yeah, with cursed. Yeah, yeah, it's not as strong as what I once thought. This kind of thing where they might be uh, already kind of trying to stay away from each other. But considering that Unify didn't get Alpha Wolf or Justice for the Damned, who would who would have drawn? Especially oh shit! Yeah, both, well, both we predicted both bands. of them for the body Unify. Like I can understand Justice because they played last or oh, this year, but um, Alpha. Like I thought Alpha would be an absolute monty. Like why wouldn't they play? Very strange, Nick, and that's we've already argued it. Do we unify? Yeah. Just, uh. Do okay. So they've got one more international band to yes. announce. What do we think? Come on, we're well, we we both. I, I was convinced. Stick to your guns. We're going to play that or unify, and they're out there playing unify. I was right with that. But Kublai Kublai Khan or Kublai Khan, the, the KKK, KKK. Yep. Like if it's going to be on that level, I don't like. We predicted biggish bands like who who was it, buddy? Um. Attila? Like, I, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a band like that. I don't. I, reckon it, I think it will be. I think you reckon? It, I still. I'm well, they, still, they friggin' need it. I'm still holding out on them. Um, Amua ha, uh, have announced they are supporting Dyad's murder, and oh, good get. Uh, it's also fit for an autopsy. And I think and just, sworn in a playing with Northland, and sworn in a playing with Northland. So my fuck off heavy bands and North Loose are playing Unify. So that's three of my fuck off heavy bands who have been announced, which only leaves Attila. And uh, I don't know if that, that's going to be the band anymore. I was pretty confident, but now I'm not too sure. I don't even care yeah. the way it's going. It's it's. it's taking too long it, it's a bit annoying it's like it's one of those things that kind of frustrates you as a fan because you want to see something like that succeed but then who do you think it's going to be I, I, I'm going to I'm going to still stick with Attila I know okay. some that's I, know, good... I know Pit Coordinator has says, said counterparts which I think would be a very nice get but well then yeah, that's a good one another band who's played earlier this year as well but I wanted to get that shout out to Pit Coordinator um, anyone that you would predict no, got nothing. I don't, <laughs> I don't care anymore, mate. I'm yeah. over it. Uh, we've only, they've also got one local band to announce. Do you think they could do something big there? Do you think a band like Trophy Eyes could play or something Love like that? Love to see Trophy Eyes. We predicted them earlier, didn't we? Do you think they're too big? No, they need it. They if they want. Well, I looked back at a few years ago when they were getting bands like Northlands play that. You know, it's Wakes played this thing. Like, like why not? Why not Trophy Eyes? Like they haven't done a lot this year, so maybe it's their ticket back to playing. Show again. Who knows? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll move on to tours, but Nathan. Uh, oh wow! You're very excited by one tour in particular. I know. Like you've been go- you've been gagging at me. I-, I tagged you on a Facebook post, and ever since you've been sending me just very happy faces of yourself. Yes. Um, reacting to this tour, uh, I'll let you take the reins here. One word, Nick. Yep. Pennywise. 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 <laughs> Pennywise the plane. Anyone listening that hasn't seen it should go do it. It's a good movie. Really good movie. Pennywise the Clown. Uh, highest bought, uh, what was it like, made the most money in the box office on opening weekend in horror movie history. Absolutely terrifying and hilarious, that film. And these blokes, they've ripped off the name Pennywise from that movie. And sure, yeah. so they should. Because these guys, um, I actually saw a comment. I actually, I laughed at it. They, um, one person posted the only thing wrong with the movie, It, was that Bro Him didn't play. Like, which is <laughs> Pennywise's biggest song, yeah, but it should have yeah, been yeah. the ending. But... 
they're playing down our neck of the woods at Frankston, which I think is a great gig because like Frankston's got a great like local scene with music. Like there's a lot of music fans around that area because like it's not a rundown area, but like a lot of like just average people live in Frankston and a lot of music fans come from this way. So I, I, it's a great get for them. What a crazy, yeah. It's like, you know, they needed an extra show and somehow... We fluked it. How, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go. What a weird show, but like if if you had to predict, like they, they obviously they've overflowed, they've sold out their show at the Forum, I'm going to say. Yeah. Which is huge. Big That's venue. A massive That's a massive venue. venue. And it shows how big Pennywise's oh. audience is. They, they played are massive, at man. the Palace before it got um, torn down. And I didn't Sold go. Out. Yeah, and I, I had a ticket. I didn't go to the show actually. <laughs> Funnily enough, I, I, that's after band I, practice. I find yeah, it was I uh, we were recording at the time. Oh, um, and uh, that was our first demo. To be fair, and yeah, it was something they sold that out. I was like, wow, this band's got some real reach about them. That's a reach that I didn't expect. You know, yeah. like they're a band that I didn't. They're think, diehards, mate. mate Just the, the punk. There's something about Australia that really loves this band, and that's why probably yeah. Four Year Strong have the similar kind of base. Hopefully, just that punk thing. It's just like, well, these blokes are. <laughs> You look back to that era of bloody Bad Religion, the Offspring, and bands like that. These blokes were the kind of hardcoreish version of that. Like they never became really mainstream. Like there's yeah. no real songs. Like, like Bro Him's probably their biggest song. But like, name three others from that. Like, nah. with this actual proper singer, oh, I can't even name it. I'm a fan of them. So like, they're just they got so many fans in that era from late '90s, early 2000s. It's stuck, hasn't it? Like when yeah. we saw some 41 a few years ago. Like, they play with what? Billy Talent? Yes, the Billy Talent crowd. The amount of friggin' some 41 people there annoyed the Billy Talent headlined our gig. Yeah, they were. <laughs> there was all some 41, and these blokes are like that. It's got diehard fans, and yeah. it's, it's great to see, and I reckon it'll be great fun. It's really, really Too cool. Too scared to drink, though, after the last time we're at, oh, at the oh, pier. Oh, mate, I'm going to be I'm gonna be there with a baseball bat ready for that guy. <laughs> Void of um, Vision tops will match. Well, yeah, funnily enough, on Void of Vision, we'll move on to them. Void of Vision and Graves are, are touring together. Graves, exactly. Graves are having their final tour. They're giving it up. Sad. Um, are you really sad or are you just saying that? It's their final tour, man. That's sad, isn't it? Nah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, like, in all honesty, like, Graves' newer stuff's not terrible. I, I'll admit that. They had a song, I think it was called 506. Or like, one, it was a number. Oh, shit name. And fuck me, it's the worst song I've ever heard for a song that like kind of blew up on the local scene. It's, oh, just, no. it's just a three-minute breakdown, in all honesty. And it was just something that... And that was around the time the Elf were terrible as well. So that kind of shows they have gotten better. Yep. Um, they're not they're not the absolute worst band. It, it, like I guess it is a little bit sad to see a band like that go because at one stage, you know, they were they were a very in demand local band and they kinda yeah. I think they've toured with Die Art a couple of times. Yep. And they're they're one of those bands that really are they jump on any kind of heavy tour and they're a really decent support to get. But I think bands have over have surpassed them. I think a lot of bands have just kind of you know, I, it would be hard as a local band Is it a hunger thing? Well, it could be like it would be hard as a local band to see bands like Ocean Grove and Polaris and that kind of surpass you, and then you're kind of here going like, "Well, we've released treading water." Yeah, they've released an album. They've yep. released a full-on album, which is fantastic, and like, which is something that you know, I think every fan of music would love, to, love do. to do at some stage in their lives. And I think that's something, even if you know no one listens to it, I think it's something to have. Like, we had this album. This was us, and I think that's something that's really cool and yep. very commendable for a band like that. Um, you're not. We're not going to go to this tour, of course, because no. Void of Vision are there, and I don't, couldn't give it really two shits about great. We're going to rock up with our baseball that's waiting outside the venue. Well, didn't you say once the Void of Vision um, baseball shows reminded you of what was it? Uh, the movie The Warriors. Oh, great movie. The Clowns. The Baseball Clowns. Fantastic movie. Actually, one of the greatest. We can, we can. We'll dress up as the Warriors and we'll take them all out. <laughs> uh, moving on from that, we'll just touch on this last talk because we've touched on a few throughout the show already. This um, is a good one. Though. I want to touch on this one quickly. Foo Fighters touring with Weezer. Do we care? No. Okay. 
Is it? it Got to be honest. How long? How long has it been since you would be like, I'm really excited to see a Foo Fighters show? Never really been that, Nick. Oh, I'm going to be honest with you. I love their documentaries, their films. Dave Grohl's an absolute legend, and like. Props to them. Taylor Hawkins, great drummer, great sound. Got songs all over Triple M. Massive band, but they're too big for their own good now. They are the biggest rock band in the world. Like, they are, like, legit. They could... Like, they're playing Etihad Stadium with 50,000 people there, and they'll sell it out. Oh, yeah. They sold... I think they had two shows last time they that's, came out of Etihad. That's what I mean. They're, they're absolutely massive. And w- once a band gets that big, it loses its fun for me. Like, yeah, I, I need to see a band in a, a venue where I can actually hear the sound guy actually changing everything and like you can actually hear a change in the sounds or you can actually hear a drummer fuck up like at Etihad Stadium everything's delayed a little bit depending how far back you are and like it's just too big it is and it's like it's something that there's something a bit too annoying it's, it's a very annoying venue to be at because you're always about 50 metres away from the band it no seems. matter what yeah and um, you know a band like that you know they've got the kind of the old school Bogan fans because everybody listening to Triple M would know about 10 Food Fighter songs because they play about 10 songs a day well they're the one rock band that like still gets songs on the radio yeah like constantly like yeah. th- they'll they'll play at the Grammy Awards like they'll play at popular bloody music, like in TV, movie festivals, like they'll be the rock band that goes there. Like they're the one band that translates to the mainstream so well. And that pisses, it doesn't piss me off, but like they're too big, mate. They just are. And well, they've actually just released another, haven't they? Concrete and Gold. So another probably selling crackers, be number one on the, yeah, the billboard like, charts as they do. Like they just love it. Eat it for breakfast. It's not too, not too hard to be a number one selling band when you're a band like the Food Fighters. That's could, so true. They could I'll release a spoken word album and that would be a... I'd probably enjoy that more, to be fair. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd yeah. enjoy an album of just Dave Grohl telling, st- music? telling stories. Oh, how good would that be? I'd so, love it. I'd, I'd, I'd be more happy about that than fucking... Listen. Like, you know, just, like, if he did a podcast, it'd be fair. It well, like, wouldn't he, be good as this, but... Well, like, would he... <laughs> of course not. But, like, would he be one of those blokes in rock and roll where, like, you'd actually pay to have a beer with him? Like, you'd pay an amount to just actually sit there and just talk shit for an hour? Like, what... Like if you could name three blokes in like music, who would they? Would he be one? Well, it's funny because I remember when <laughs> this guy a bit not off um different industry, but I remember when the John Cena came down for a spoken word thing. You could have paid money to actually have dinner with him. It was really weird, very odd thing. I don't think I'd pay to have um dinner with David Grohl. Dave Grohl. No, I'm talking beers at a bar. Oh, well, same thing. I'd be paying a lot of money for it. I, I couldn't see myself paying a thousand, you know, probably no, no, thousands no, no, of no. dollars to do that. That's what I have to do, but wouldn't I? It'd probably be something ridiculous, but I'm just saying, like, if you saw him at a bar, like, oh, would yeah. he be one of the, like, if you had three blokes in the world, you could just, like, approach at a bar. Like, you just, you're there after a gig, like, we've fluked it. We've uh, gone to, we've gone to see friggin' the Fruit Fighters. They're playing at the Corner Hotel. We're game. on Swan Street. We're going to have a beer. And he's there. Like, would he be one bloke? Um, I'd go, there'd be a few up uh, before him because okay. I think I, right. I, he would have some cool stories. I, I would admit, but I think, I sick. think that he'd be kind of, because he's been such a big person for so long, he'd be a bit full, standoffish, probably a bit full of himself. Yeah, in okay. all honesty, I, I, I've always thought this. He about looks Dave that Grohl. way, doesn't he? Yeah. Like he's very nice to everybody, but it, sometimes he's nice to a bit of an annoying degree and it's just kind of like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like you're he'd a, be a dick, mate. Yeah. I, I'd rather have a beer with Keith Buckley from every time I die. Before he, Cause he's, yeah, I, I actually he'd probably buy you a beer. Yeah, exactly. And he's somebody who does have beers after the gig. He's more than 
happy to have a few beers. They always invite you. Yeah. Don't they? Are you invited? Yeah. After he did a show at the corner, he invited everyone to the cherry bar. And uh, we should have gone. I still regret that. We should have gone. Yeah. No. We should have actually. Doesn't no. matter. Next time. Next time. We'll Moving get, on. I uh, will move on from that because I'd love to talk about Keith Buckley forever, but we cannot. <laughs> uh, we've got a few more albums and singles to talk about. Oh jeez. Um, this first one. This first one's one for you told me to listen to for some fucking. I did not tell you. Told me about it as well. Uh, you told me about this a few uh, weeks ago. I've never heard of this band at all. Um, the used over and over. One of our favourites, Nick. We did see them at Warp Tour. Warp Tour 2013, which I actually quite enjoyed. I like. I wasn't. So did I. I wasn't a massive fan going in. I've bought three albums since. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They, they had three. a couple songs. I still remember a song about a cigarette, and I remember that being a cool song. Da, 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 but, da, 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 da. Yeah, they're cool. No, they are. <laughs> like, they got some catchy shit, mate. Like Burt McCracken's the singer. He actually hosted a Soundwave, I'm pretty sure. Is like that his a, name? Burt McCracken? Yeah, McCracken. It's a cracker name. Good job. Get over it. Get on him. Yeah. Get on him. I'm pretty sure he um he did, didn't he? He hosted the Soundwave, like the interviews backstage yeah, like one year. So. When, when Channel V was a thing. Yeah, sure. yeah, which was sick. But um, now these blokes, they're, they've been a hardworking band. Obviously got an album coming out soon, but have they, over and over. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I, I don't have the specifics, but... Have, I'm, have they dropped off the face of the earth? No, what? that's what I mean. Are they relevant now? That's a, that's no, the thing. Like a lot, of, a lot of these bands, Nick, like... You talk about Pennywise, like on the, the previous single, the tours, like are they still relevant? Probably not, but like they got a lot of diehard fans. Like they, they're one of those big emo kind of bands that use, like yeah, they with are. My Chemical Romance, like that that kind of scene. They're a little bit heavier than them, but um, and they're a bit lower on the totem pole than of course, of course. Well, that's just an example, but like yeah. they're in that kind of scene. And um, this song is five minutes seventeen of trash. Yeah, it is over and over. I'd- it's called Over and Over for a reason, Nick. I, I listened to it at about five minutes before we opened the show. Over and over? And it was shit. It was so bad. How'd you go with the cowbell? Oh, that's, The 80s riff? When it started, I was just like, okay, I guess I can understand why people would like it because that's cowbell and that makes everybody like it. I thought we were in a Van Halen video Oh, stage. it's so shit, man. Like, it's just so boring. It's like, it's one of those songs and I, when you, st- when you actually played it, it got to about a minute and 40 and I said, how is this supposed to go for five minutes and 15 seconds? It's ridiculous. Like, that they kind of do a weird interlude in it. I wouldn't recommend this to. I wouldn't recommend this to my worst enemy. Um, this is this is a shit song. Jeez. I'm sorry. There's nothing I could say. Anything you want to say about this? I'm disappointed. I've listened to this. I feel like I'm dumber. I'm dumber because of a song like it's this. True. Yes, he was dumb as, as it was, but now, <laughs> like, moving on, we've actually got a good one now. I've got to cheer him up. We've, yes. we've got Enter Shikari with Rabble Rouser. I love the title for this song. Rabble Rouser is a lovely it's, title. It's sick, isn't it? They've got um, an album called The Spark coming out in two days' time. Jesus. Or one day's time by the time this gets released. Yes. Um, How exciting. We're actually doing an episode next week so we can cover a couple of these albums yes. and make up for our two weeks ago, that big, uh, big fucking blemish there. Um, <laughs> this is a really great song. This is really different as well. I, I'm, I was very... Uh, it took me... As I said before, I like bands who can surprise me in what they do. And there's yep. a couple of moments in this song I was like, I thought they were going somewhere and they went somewhere different. And it takes you a second or two to adjust, which yep. makes it, which is kind of the... Uh, it's an awkward transition. A lot of people don't get out of that. And a lot of people get stuck in that kind of place and they're like, oh shit, I can't do anything now. And like, you know, but I actually quite enjoyed it. I think it's... I like the uh, the effects that he does to his voice in the yep. chorus. I think it's really well done. What do you think? Oh, mate. Well, these blokes, like, they've made a living out of just being different and just like you, you, you can't read what they're going to do next and like the, the the riff at the start was fantastic and when Rue starts singing you're just like all right this is cool because the previous release I think we've done a, a review on it wasn't that good but this song I, I think it's killer and it like they're just so like they're just strange and different like they've never been one of those bands to be like write songs for radio they write songs to challenge you I think as a listener and this song has me freaking excited for this album because I, I I think it's an absolute cracker. So 
uh, uh, something different about it. Like the 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 backup singer. The backup singer for me was actually the the part that yeah. drew me in the first time. I was really? like, okay, always yeah. always have been good. The backup vocals in Interscarry. Yeah, I'm like they're just technical. Like they're cool. Like they're just a cool band, mate. Production wise, Interscarry never fails. Um, they're they're a band who it looks like this next album isn't going to be very heavy, which yep. I which I'm fine with because I think Interscarry one of the only bands who can pull this off and kind of go for a lighter sound without. You know, me going, oh, this is really kind of a bit fucking... Yeah. Just getting, just getting well, really tiresome. You're right, because they do it to be different, a challenger, don't they, they? They have a lot of softer songs as it is. That's exactly I, right. I, like, as much... I do not, like, live outside very much at all. That was the, that was the last one they released. But yep. I think as a whole album, they're... They're fantastic songwriters. They're so good and they're always looking for that new kind of sound or that new kind of that new fucking like effect on their voice or yep. effect on the instrument or that kind of that new sound to chuck in their song that I'm gonna be constantly surprised throughout. I've got high hopes for this album, even though one of their songs was pretty shit already. Yeah. Um, but like you say, like they, they released the odd Kind of dud, but they're, yeah. they're, they're the band that like you'll get away with it because, like you say, there'll be six songs on there that you'll be like, shit. The only thing I don't like is the fact that if they release this album and it doesn't have any real heavy songs, it might hurt. Oh, they my, will. It hurt might hurt my live experience of them because Antichikari are one of the coolest live bands you can see because because yes. all their songs are just like a lot of their songs are just mayhem. In all honesty, they're just, chaos. They're just so cool to see and like. That's why I said they should play Unify because they're a perfect festival band. They're a band who, if you don't know many Unify songs, you could jump in the pit and just go fucking schizophrenic and like pop a couple more pills because they kind of do. It's so true. Yeah, then you can have a great time. Like, you know, they do have what, like they do have ravey kind of moments, don't they? With yeah, hundred percent. Like, they'd be great DJ. Like they do DJ sets. They've imagine, done. They've imagine. done. They've done remix albums and that. Like they're really good at what they do. But we'll move on from that. Uh, August Burns Red, the, August. the slayer of the metalcore industry, released a, bit, a song oh called "The my Frost." God. That is just spot on. It's like I do love August, but um, this, yeah. <laughs> this is this is another really good song. This is coming off an album coming out soon, Nathan. Yes, yeah, coming out by the look of it, October sixth. Sorry, so Phantom Anthem, cool name for it, and these blokes. For those that don't know, they're actually Christian. Christian yes, metalcore. Yeah, yeah, they're a bunch of goddies. Yeah, yeah. so like that. That's something different. Not going to put people off, of course. But um, <laughs> this song. They're just, they're fucking, they're unbelievable musicians. Like, yeah. listen to the guitarist JB, then listen to the drummer Matt Griner. Like, I, I challenged Nick to actually drum to this song, like just with his hands before the, the show. Perfectly. How'd you go? Perfectly. Yeah. Um, you were, you're 100%. I was guitar here, I would have gone pretty well in medium, but probably a hard or expert, I would have been struggling. Struggling. Mm-hmm. But this bloke, like, live, like, he's, he's unbelievable. But, um, like you say, Slayer of the... The metalcore world, I absolutely love that. That's, it's not too that, far, isn't it? Oh, that's sensational. They don't change. They put the same shit out every time, and they're going to have people listening to it. So, yeah, the frost. It's nothing different, I nothing wish, new, but I you'll wish like they it. Played, I wish they played Unify. Oh, I would have been a cracking band. They would have had the perfect band to kind of counter Every Time I Die from last year. Well, that's what I mean. Like You had Every Time I Die Let Live. Sick to Your Gun slash August Burns Red would have been a cool little exactly. duo. I think that the, the only thing, the problem I have with um, August Burns Red is, and you know, I say Slayer for a couple more reasons, and I said before, Polaris like to change things up and they like to keep you guessing. Same, yep. with, same with Ed Shikari, same with Fawnhill at the start. You know, Fawnhill did yes. that as well during their song, kept us guessing, didn't really go to the, the predictable route. This does, and I'm sorry, but every song, unfortunately, yeah, it's so it always starts kind of like a big kind of epic thing, and then it just kind of, it has a big guitar slide, and then it goes into that token kind of fast drumming that they do. A lot of a lot of fills, yep, a lot of you have a lot of blast beats, a lot of fills, and it's just like it's great, it's 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 fantastic technically, and like one of the best bands probably in the world in terms of if you took each individual member of the band. They're like dream, they're on almost dream theaters level as in like musicianship and yeah. that's saying something. Yeah, those blokes are just 
unbelievable. But so. it's just something that, like, yo, I wish they could do something a little bit different. I think they're always restricted by the vocalist because they don't have cleans. There's like, no cleans. That kills them. And yeah. That's why, like, I listened to... I think I showed you Ghost with Jeremy McKinnon doing a guest. Yes, yeah. And that song for me, like, it's not even their best song, but because he was on it and it changed up the dynamic so much, it was shit hot. Yeah, and that's exactly it. I think they're... Yo, they they're a really good band, and I think that they have a, they have a fantastic fan base in Australia. I've seen yeah. them, I've seen them twice. Yep. Uh, one at Soundwave fourteen, which they had an amazingly crazy oh, how crowd. Was, how good was that? They were fantastic. How was the one. jump? And, like, that was just insane. That was so fun. And it's hard to uh, it's hard to even know when the jump of August Burns Red because they come in at weird times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's and, all uh, over the shop. Isn't and it? I saw them open for it's either North Lane or Arts Wake. They uh they didn't open. They want they were the main support. North Lane. North Lane. It would have, it yes. would have been North Lane. And uh crowd went nuts for them they, they were so pumped they got a massive fan. fan base out here mate they do man they, they were and they were fantastic I really enjoyed them and they, they're a band who kind of gets on a bit of a silly side live because they kind of the singer likes to take the piss a little bit but in a weird kind of cringy way yeah so but um, overall if you like August Burns Red you'll like it's kind of like Stick to Your Guns it's not really it's not reinventing anything but if you want to hear a really good technical band and you want to see them do something as good as what they as good as what they are as anyone, really. I know like there's not many bands who can do this as good as them. Uh, definitely check this one out. We'll move on to another band who's releasing a so- uh, an album like, this week, I think, and that's Counterparts, Nathan. Yes, they are. So that al- uh, the song's actually called Swim Beneath My Skin. So yes. it goes for 2 minutes 54, but the album's out, as you say, 22nd of September. And, geez, like these blokes... They haven't done a lot wrong since they've um, released these songs. Yeah, they're, this is another really good song. I think the counterparts are another band who kind of... And I, I said this about Sticky Guns, but they have a lot of bigger Ghost Inside vibe to me. They do. They're me. a softer version of Ghost Inside. Yeah, you yeah. definitely. I think you've been saying that for years, softer yes. birds. Yeah, and they really do. They that's, I think that's probably the perfect way of describing them. And yep. I, they they are a band who kind of... Um, they, a lot of the times they live and die by their lyrics. I know that for a fact. And this song pissed me off because of that. Is it Really? Is it really? I, I, I know I, Pit Coordinator is a massive fan of Counterparts, and I'm assuming because he's a Pit Coordinator, he would uh, love to you know throw his arms up and, th- and sing every word back to the singer, whose name I don't know. Who yeah, we don't know his name yet, but um, <laughs> we'll Google that he's later. Not, he's not that good. No. Um, do you not, lyrically, not a fan? Well, we're comparing this to Bouquet or Bouquet or Bouquet, yes. Bouquet, yes. whatever you want to say. Like That song, when that was released, I still listen to that. I'm still listening to that a month later, so that song's killer. But this song... Isn't quite as good, and um, it's still like it's a good track. It's, there's nothing wrong with the track, but um, just a couple of lyrics kind of make me cringe. Like they're, they're really angsty, they're like, kind of generic. But there's nothing wrong with the song. The song, like music, musically, it's, it's great. He's a great singer, but like they're just one of those bands, Nick. They they kind of make me cringe like a little bit. But the album's gonna be great. I'm still gonna check out the album. It's not gonna put me off it, but yeah couple of lyrics just yeah mm. as we said we're going to be doing a, an album uh, a show next week to cover Ichikari and um these guys counterparts as, as counterparts as well it's going to be really good. i'm excited to show because we'll do a couple of little different things and we'll we'll do a different um kind of times as well yep. we'll move on to our next one which is well one of our favorites like singers our boy our boy jason with fever 333 um hunting season this is a song that we really wanted to hear. This is a we song, did. This is a song they wanted to play. They played outside of... Uh, Randy's Donuts. Yeah, the donut store who, you, for some reason, you remember it's Randy's every time. Well, I just saw them doing circle pits around Randy. So <laughs> I just remember the big fat dude with the donut sign. That's how I remember it. Just like the Simpsons. Um, th- you know, we were excited to hear this song get released. We were. And then it's been released and we're kind of like... It's shit! Yeah, it's not very good. 
it's crap. It's not very good. What's going on, Jason? It's something. I don't think it's their fault. Well, actually, I do think it's their fault. Um, there's a lot of you know hip hop elements. I at reckon. the start, yeah. I really, I really like the start and the jump, like the hip hop drums and that. The real kind yeah. of the trap beats that they kind of go for. It's something that I would love to do uh, in a band as well, but. As soon as the kind of the guitars and that come in, they just it's something missing. It doesn't hit. No. It doesn't hit as hard as what you want it to. Yeah. And there's nothing. It never hits that crescendo that you you really want it to. And this is a guy who I really want to do well. And this is a guy I really like. I want him. I, I'd love him to do acoustic stuff. I'd love him, like you know Jason to do. Pray, we, you you should sh- do a Dallas Green. He could shit onto a microphone, release it. And I'd probably buy it. In all honesty, so true. Uh, yeah, and like, but this song just doesn't quite get that level to me. It, it keeps on. It teases it. It does, and, it teases it. And same with the first song. I think that we are, we're, we're coming in. Is a, we're, I think it's we're coming in. And, um, yep, got it. It kind of teases being really good, but it never gets to that level. And no. this is better than we're coming in, but it's... For sure, better song. But it's just like, I feel like if it was mixed better, I would, you know, I would go away with a, a much happier man. I will say this though, like on a positive side with this song, he's actually going back to his signature sound. Like I, um, through the week, I actually watched the... If I'm a Devil documentary, Nick, the Let Live documentary. Yeah, it's, cool. it's and, not um, too bad, isn't it? It gives you a really good insight into actually where every band member was at and actually kind of shows you why I think they actually did split up because everyone was pulling in different directions. And like they say, during that process, they almost split up probably six to ten times. And Jeez. like you can see, like I know their drummer, like you said, that was their first album they could actually show to their family without like, having screaming and stuff, which was kind of cool. But like I could see Jason being that guy saying, oh, I don't like this. I don't know. Like, this is too soft. This is kind of like, well, Jason's, not what I want to do. Like he can do it. But Jason's like, somebody who's heavily influenced by like old school 80s stuff. And like, even Mike, he's a massive Michael Jackson. Fan. Yeah. MJ. Yep. So like, I don't think Jason would have too much problem in to sing it soft or something. No, it's just I think the, that's where he shines. No, but it, it's not that it's the way they were writing. Like he can do like, they could have done soft songs, but I still think this is his signature sound. And that's what he's kind of going back to. I don't think he got to actually get his energy out on that album so much. Whereas I think he can do both really well, which he did on The Black is Beautiful. Yeah, I, I think that, well, that's why The Black is Beautiful is so good because you have these has, re- really heavy songs like White America's Black Beautiful Market, which is just absolutely incredible. One of my favorite songs, 27 Club. And then you can have a song like Younger or Pheromone, Pheromone. Oh, which mate, is Pheromone. like Pheromone is just like the absolute... It's one the of, pinnacle. Yeah, it's just one of the best Let Live songs going. And it's probably... Yes. probably it's just so good, man. Like, And I think that's probably what makes Let Live so good. The fact they can do both on the same album without compromising either one. Whereas the latest one, I think there was a contradiction of opinions. Yeah, well, very much could be. And I feel either that or they just kind of thought, well, we need a heavy song just to kind of jump on. So, we'll, okay, we'll do a heavy song and we'll call it... Um, What's that? What's the heavy song? Counteroffensive. Yeah, probably yeah, something like I'll, that. I'll get it up. Yeah, yeah, another offensive song. Another offensive song. Yeah, um, and they so they, and they call it that. And it's just kind of like okay, we'll have we'll have the token heavy one on there for the fans. And it's kind of like yeah, it didn't quite hit the mark. Um, you know, this song itself, I, I do recommend checking out just because I think yeah, I think season. that we probably have higher expectations than most about this because we know because of the singer. No, we have high expectations because he can pull it off. Yeah, and I think that maybe. You know, Maybe it's the mixing. Maybe when they release something, I'm excited to see what they do release. Still, it'd be kill cool life. But I'll my give it that. well, Randy's Donuts told us that it'd be fantastic life. Sick life. Uh, we'll move on from that. But we've got two albums to we review. Do. Big to, ones to finish off straight from the path. Only death is real. Nathan Custerson. What do we think of this? I'm, like, I'm going to let you take this because we haven't really talked about what we actually think of this album. So I'd like to hear what your fo- initial thoughts are. Um, is like you know they've, they've released a couple of songs. Uh, one's been good. One's been 
pretty shit, to be honest. Uh, where does the rest of the album lie? <sighs> okay, Nick. I don't know. So there's 10 tracks in this album. Sumerian Records. Yep. Tra- it, it clocks in, Nick, at just over half an hour. See, I, I don't mind that when it's a band like uh, Every Time I Die, who can put in 13 tracks for half an hour. But and, these blokes, yeah, go. And go. Yeah, and these guys aren't that. These guys are bands. This is a band who usually puts out a... Uh, a pretty pretty full songs like they usually yeah. bring out like three minute songs most of the, most of the time. Yeah, well, the the first track went goes I mean goes for about a minute and a half, and they've actually released a video of it like just recently. Is it good? Pretty good. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I really actually enjoy the album, but um, I think with where they're trying to be, like with the current state of America, and like obviously, like you, you can tell from in the first thirty seconds of the album that. <laughs> Drew, Drew York from New York is a, is a, is a pissed off young man, our, and he's just our man Drew York from New York. He's an absolute like he's just he's pissed off the whole record, and it's purely like vented from Donald Trump getting in like unexpectedly last year. It's funny because like on that you go on and you can say, oh, you know, it's all about Donald Trump and that. The problem with that is, and the, the massive problem with this, he re- they released a song Election Day. Yes. And it was called The House Always Wins, which was basically about it doesn't matter who wins, we're still fucked, which is literally the outline of that song. Now, for them to release that and now kind of be complaining about Donald Trump, it's just kind of like, well, you're going to be complaining about Hillary if if he lost. So it's, it's really odd the way he kind of like writes in that. And I understand that, you know, political band does something political, shock. But how long does it take before this becomes a bit of a pretentious thing? Because there are a couple of times in the album that I kind of go, okay, this is a bit fucking like, it's almost childish. Like, and a couple oh, of times. the lyrics, yeah, in particular. But like musically, I've got to say his name. The The drummer's name's Craig Reynolds. Yes. And he is a madman. Is he a madman for the whole album or just that single? No, most of the album. Uh, so like I, um, out of the 10 songs... Something that was really surprising to me, actually, seven, eight, and nine were the the tracks where they had the features, guest, the yeah. guest features. So, like, interesting there. Like, a lot of people commenting on the album, Nick, have actually talked about the ending, like the last four songs being the highlights. So, like, they're kind of saying that the previous six weren't quite as good. But I actually think track two, it's called um, "Loudest in the Room," is the best song on the album. And it's um, a good good track, really, really. Yeah, nice I, I, the more I've listened to it today, the more I've actually come around to the album. Heavy. I, yeah, oh, mate. Oh, actually, I'm a big fan of this album, and I'm very close to actually buying it at the moment. So, like, I'm gonna listen to it again when I get home. And but, like you say, there's a lot of moments there, like where certain things that he says, you're just like, "What are you doing? Like, what 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 are you trying to do?" Well, but like, I think the song "Good Night Alt Right" is the perfect example of that. Which Nazi that, punks but, fuck off. Oh, mate. it's just I didn't. Mind, that was probably one of the lines I didn't. Mind. I was about to say. <laughs> Bloody dead Kennedys. Yeah, dead I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, Drew York, what are you doing? Drew York from New York being a bit of a dickhead. But like that whole Come on. that whole song was just kind of like a big like it just sounded like a a kid who really is misinformed and it's just kind of I don't know, it's saying real, something it was, for just the point of saying it. It was hypocritical, there. it was really like and that's why a lot of people hate it, like disliked it, because it was, you know, preaching kind of saying something like, you know, everybody, you know, the right's so violent and they're saying no and yeah, it's basically in the song and in the video, it's him countering it with violence. And it's kind of yeah. like, well, no, that's, you know, it's very contradictory. It was a walking yeah. contradiction, that yeah. song. And that's why it's got so many um, dislikes. And also because, you know, the Donald Trump army is a real thing. And I, you know, me being a Donald Trump fan, yep. I, like, I, I'm like, I don't mind anybody who doesn't like him at all. It doesn't bother me. But as somebody who's actually read into like what 
everybody was going on about over there during that election period. I think that they they are very much a silent majority who just can do will do their damage in the like where they don't have to be seen because they yep. don't want to be labelled. So if you can just press a dislike button and move on with your life and have no repercussions for it, they're probably going to go well. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. But um, also another thing with this album, they've added another stellar member to their list of guest vocals, Nick. Yes. So like previously they've had a couple of their favorite singers. So Sam Carter, yes, Rue Reynolds, yes, and Jason Butler are three of the the guests. Yes. And now they've added Keith, the real god of <laughs> this kind of music Buckley to that list it's so probably, that, it's probably the four best vocalists in the scene there you in go all it there's probably is. your four favourite vocalists at the moment yeah and um something interesting about this album Nick one of the producers was actually Jesse Barnett of Stick to Your Guns the singer so, oh there you go I didn't know he actually produced there you go so he's actually did the the vocal production side of things of this album which is Interesting. Uh, do you imagine, have trying a... to, imagine trying to control Drew York from New York. <laughs> do you have a... Well, uh... Drew, you're actually not singing this properly. <laughs> um, those lyrics are a little bit too over the top. Um, sorry. Yeah, can we write something better than uh, you just got knocked the yeah, fuck fucking out? Fucking hell, Drew, seriously. Uh, do we have a favourite feature on the album? Or is it Keith Buckley's? Do you, actually, well, how, um, do, how do well, the House Always Wins with the feature come up? End up with that, that. Vinny guy. Yeah, I, I don't know how that happened because a lot of people have actually seen comments saying... Can you actually re-release that album with that without the guest vocals? Really? Yeah, okay. well, I, I didn't mind the guest vocals, but a lot of people didn't. So, I, okay. Well, when you release a song and you listen to it a hundred times a certain way, and then you listen to it again, something like differently, people are going to be like, uh, well, I liked it better the first one." At but le- at least they didn't go the Bring Me the Horizon route, where they released Drown eleven months later. They'll really uh, release the album, put Drown on it, and say they've changed up something um, in the pr- in the production. And realistically, it was exactly the same song. It's the same. So, like, they've, they've, I guess they've kind of gone. Well, we need to add something to it, so we'll get a guest vocal on to uh, change it up, which is fine. Yep. And it's kind of like it's funny enough. We we're talking about Let Live before. Let Live tried to do that with The Black Is Beautiful. They wanted to have something called renditions, where they'd have every one of their songs, but with a guest vocal on. They yeah. released, they released a couple with um one with the Wonder Year singer and one yeah. with Keith Buckley on. Yeah. But they never quite got around to getting the rest of it, which would have been amazing. Yeah, which would have been really cool because I know Let Live have very good taste of music and yep. they have very good friends in, in the industry. Exactly. Um, worst song on there? Do we have a song? Don't say Good Night All Right, just because I I can trash that in my own time. Good Night All Right. Nah, it's it's probably not that. But from memory, the weakest ones were the the Guru one. Yes. The fifth played the fifth. Yep. But besides that, I don't think it's actually. I think it's a really really strong album. Like you're looking looking from from go to woe. The opening move they've got a, a video release from that. Latest in the room, I think is the best song. Good night, all right, alt right, which is yeah, meh. Let's make a deal's all right. They always take the guru. A lot of people like that. I think that's kind of weak. Played the filth. That's where the kind of album dips off a little bit. Those three. Yep. But then it picks up again. You got Strange Fiction, which has got Keith Buckley. All day and night, which I think is a cracking song. The house always wins. I already thought was a cracking song, and then only death is real, which is my other favorite song off the album. So, finish is really strong, but I think the middle, middle tier, kind of let it down. Uh, where does it rate as opposed to subliminal criminals? I early days, Nick. I actually didn't think it was anywhere like on that level, and I think it's bridged a little bit. But I look back to the opening tracks. This one. The opening move goes for a minute and a half. Has the same kind of impact as the subliminal criminals. I can't. It, it's new gods. New, new gods. gods is the first. And I think new gods fucking stellar. Yeah. Huge. I absolutely love new gods. This one felt a bit rushed. The whole album did to me. And I actually read a comment. 
It could have been released as an EP, which is actually wow. it was very, very interesting. Like half an hour, like you take off. Well, you take the off house always four wins. Songs. Yeah, take off the house always. And you take off those three crap ones. Well, not crap. Like if you put a, a song out, you're doing well. Like they're not crap songs. It's just my opinion. No, you can say but, they're crap. Okay, well those three songs I think take the album down from an A to kind of a B plus, B minus. So I think you take those three away. Take the house always wins away. You got six stellar songs. So it's a stellar EP, not a, a good album kind but of. But that's thing. the thing, Bents. Like I actually still think EPs are kind of the way to keep your fans going. We we spoke about that a few weeks ago, but yeah. I'm still a fan. I, I like straight from the path. I've been building up to this album, and it's delivered for me. Does this um does it make you want to see them live more, or would you like? Because that's something that I always think. Because it's hilarious oh, that you say that. Okay, so like, because what I what I mean by that is. Do you think that, like, when you see them, you'll be seeing a better set than what you would be prior to the album yes. coming out? Well, for starters, they play 7, 8, 9, and 10 live. And this is my end of my actual notes. Yeah. I said, overall, I'd love to see these songs live. Okay, there And you I'm go. mad that they're not playing at Unify, but I'm sure they'll be on our shores soon. That's, that's, because that's what I mean. My words. I think that uh, a lot of, you know, when albums get released and we're like, you know, I think we'll talk about Let Live Again before we're saying that the, um, if, uh, uh, if I'm the devil. And I was, you know, that album gets released and we're like, oh, you know, it's, like, it's a good album. We really like it. But in all honesty, if we had to pick how many songs would make it onto our ultimate Let Live set list, would probably none, probably be none or one or may- maybe two. Like, you know, maybe two. Yeah. Like, but so you're saying with this album, you're, you think that if you put in these and inject these. If they're these playing a greater set, I'll still think there's two or three. And you like, so they inject these songs in and you think the set is stronger than what it was, even though they yeah. might be taking out some good songs. 100% dude I think they put Only Death Is Real and in the room in there that holds up to the subliminal criminals kind of era but they're, they're a band that for like the last 8 years I think they've released like 5 albums Yeah, they're, they're all very very good so like yeah. you could play songs off Anonymous and song like albums like that and people would still love it you know what I mean yeah, they are, they are a band like that and they, they have a really good fan base I'd like to see where they go from here because I'm they, mad they, they're not at Unify. They, they might be bloody at Evasion Fest. Who knows? They they have stagnated a little bit. That could be. That's actually a decent shout, to be fair. Shit, why didn't we say that? We've said it now. We've done it now. Well, yep. It's all right. Uh, like, they have stagnated a little bit in terms of their fan base. I think, you know, they've got a lot of good albums. I think Rising Sun and Make Your Own History are fantastic albums. And they're back in the day. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're real OG um, albums. And, like, you know, if you take a song like Deathbeds, which is fan, uh, fantastic, Mad Girl, Bring It Back to the Streets, and even uh, Negative and Violence just fucking cracking song like really really great uh, and they've got plenty more where that came from so they, and obviously they won't be able to play all those live they're a band who has like a real quietly good to start, um, catalog catalog I, yeah. I've read about <laughs> actually read the same thing uh, someone yeah. said yeah someone said that in a comment they're like there's some, they're a band they could, who, they could play 40 or not 40 but say 25 songs and people would know most of them yeah exactly and they're a band who's kind of quietly going about their business unfortunately I think with this alt-right kind of song that they've released I actually think that's going to kill a lot of their fan base I really do shit I, I, I think a lot of people are going to look at that and kind of be like there, there's a point there, there, well, there is a point where you kind of go okay they're just being fucking annoying now and, yeah, that's fair. When I listened to that song, I was just like, as a fan as well, because I'm, I'm not somebody who's going into this like I'm going to uh, an In Hearts Wake song or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. I'm going into this going like, this is a really good band. I'm re- expecting really good things. And I kind of went out that going, that's just really like, Dumb. It's really, it's really ignorant in all honesty. And I don't like this isn't a political show, so we're not going to get into that. But, no, <laughs> but like, that's what I mean. I actually think we judge it differently. We, we live in Australia. Mm. We probably don't, like a lot of the shit that, that they say in the next band, like they say in their songs, we don't get as much. Like we, we live over here, we're pretty comfortable, but like a lot of people living Do you think they get that but 
They're, 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 they're just they're saying few, it for a reaction, yeah, I think. I think they're imagining it in their heads, a lot of it. They're four white guys who live in New York. Drew York from New York. <laughs> how much shit, how many? How much poverty have you seen over in LA and like that kind of oh, shit? Oh, of course there is. There's shitloads, but there's shitloads There's poverty here. There's poverty everywhere. Yeah. Have you been uh, in Europe? There's a lot more poverty there. Probably. Of course like, there is, no. but like the, the publicized shit in America, like with what he's saying, like, yeah. who, who knows but, how much he's actually saying. But the thing is, like a lot of what he says is just like, it's just there, like it's obvious. It's like you know, like at this stage, there is a point where you kind of you're, you're just repeating the same shit. It's like it's almost like if I was to say a song, and Confession did this. They had a yep. song called "Fuck Cancer." Now, yeah, I, that's and, like their biggest song, and isn't it's it? Like, and it's like, okay, that's great, but like, it's like obviously everybody hates cancer. It's like yeah. we don't need, like you know, you don't need to try and convince anybody that cancer's a bad thing. It's terrible. So like, it's just like it's one of those things. It's like you know, you're just kind of screaming at a wall. It's like old man yells at cloud at one stage. We'll move on from that, but yes. to the last album of the day. Um, this one's a bit more exper- a bit different to what we usually go for, but um, they have ties with a couple uh, with a couple of great bands. Three three great um, acts actually. Prophets of Rage have released their first self titled album. Um, Twelve tracks. Nath, what do we reckon? Oh, a, well, I've been we've been waiting for a Rage Against the Machine album for how long, Nick? How many years is it since the? Uh, I'd say it's probably sixteen years so, now. So sixteen years we've been waiting for a Rage Against the Machine album, and this is what it is. Like they released an EP last year, and I actually think I still think the EP is better than this album. Yeah, I, I think they've got some strong tracks on that. Yeah, yeah that, that EP was fucking stellar, and like having the Cypress Hill dude, the Public Enemy dude, and the the DJ, like it's just. It's a fucking super group. Like this is all, this is the super group of all super groups. Like this is unbelievable. And like honestly, listening to it, you, you can go through the first few tracks, and all you got to do, like you, you can tell that Tom Morello and Timmy C have just been rot- like they got they've had sixteen years worth of riffs just yeah. waiting to just be like put into something. Like Audio Slave was a different kind of project. Like it was more alternative rather than their actual yeah their first album was very ragey and that's what it kind of get, got called it was rage it, with Chris Cornell yes and then, and that, then it kind of funnily enough their first album was their best album by a long oh, way yeah. <laughs> like, they should have just stayed doing that yeah. like, the thing is now like, like uh, is it relevant the things they're saying like have they got a, enough of an audience to like impact because like early rage mate like <laughs> that, that first album that they released it was the perfect time the perfect moment, the perfect platform, like with what they're saying on this Prophets of Rage album, like it's very similar to Stray from the Path, like the political kind of shit that they're they're on about. The problem is with this kind of, a band like this coming out now is that Rage was doing it at a time where not many bands were saying this kind of stuff, or the bands that were weren't getting publicised like yeah. Rage did. Yeah. So now you ha- you're you we're in a like in a climate where every second band is talking about political stuff or they're trying yep. to be edgy or they're trying to just, they're trying to like, you know, get everybody on their side or whatever. Like, you know, they're trying to say the next thing that's bad and oiled or whatever. And yeah. it's not yeah. as, it's not as interesting as what it used to be. And that's the problem with this. Well, they've already done it. Like you say. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's like, it, this is, this is a different kind of level because these guys are older. These guys are more mature. These guys, yeah, actually, these guys know what they're talking about at the end of the day. And like, they're the fathers you, of the industry. Yeah. And like, they've been, they were, you know, not, I wouldn't say they're the first, but like they were, one of the first real rock bands who really went that kind of political route yeah. rage were back in the day um, Cypress have always been that public enemy of, of course have always been they're one Point of the absolute godfathers of that kind of stuff like, it's a perfect it, fit wasn't it with it these works, two joining it does yeah, and yeah it works well but it's 
it's one of those things, and you said that you know, we've been waiting for a Rage album, and it's unfortunate that this has to be it because one of, the, one, of, yeah, one of the big things about Rage is that Zach De La Roca is on vocals because he adds, <laughs> he's such a big part of that band. Yes. You can't, you can't have it's like one of the Rage is one of those bands that you can't take anyone out of that band without it being compromised because yeah, yeah they, all, they have to be there together. And and you know, like these guys do a fantastic job on it, and I'm not like you know, they've got absolute legacies to them, but. This isn't an album that I'm really like. I wasn't really excited to really listen to in all honesty. And like, there's some good songs on here, and there are some good riffs. There's no riffs that like make me go holy shit because a lot of Tom Morello and like Tom Morello cops a lot of shit in the the community as a guitarist. Yep. But a lot of his riffs are very similar. And in all honesty, and like, you know, you that's why it's in a lot of ways Rage is so good being only a like a three album with one cover album kind of band because they only got to that kind of they only got to that level. Imagine them with seven out. Seven or eight albums. Yeah, they'd, under their belts. they'd be like they'd be like Slayer. They yeah. would like they'd be releasing releasing the same thing, and they kind of right. they, they how many albums is too much? That's a great point you made. So, so maybe they got maybe they got out at the right time. Like you know, so like that you could look at it that way because you know, the more albums you release, the more chances you are to get criticized. Yeah. Um. Overall, favorite tracks, least favorite tracks. What do we uh? What are we giving this as a rating? Do we think this is a bio? Is this the first bio of the list? Interesting thing, Nick. It's actually produced by Brendan O'Brien. So who's that? Do you, he's okay for right, stat, Nick. Stat. I've got to give you a stat. <laughs> I haven't go. given you a stat yet. Go on. Fourteen of the albums that he's produced have gone to number one in the Billboard charts. Do we have any examples of his work? He's worked with Corn. Oh, cool. Yep. He's worked with Slipknot. Perfect. He's worked with a lot, like Pearl Jam. He's done Pearl Jam. Like he's yeah. done a shitload of stuff. Like, awesome. If we got his catalogue up, he's like brilliant producer. So like this bloke, Knows great, what he's doing. great get for them, and it. Really stands out musically, like Morello's riffs. Timmy C, mate. All the comments I see about this album are how good, a, like how good a bassist that bloke is. How do we? How has no one noticed this? But Timmy C's been one of the best bassists going around for ages. If, if you listen to something like Freedom, like just the uh, the, the pick work that he does is oh, man. He's, he's a finger bassist as well, which is like what it's I the call, best part. What, what we call a true bassist, um, oh. not one of those bitches who use a pick. pick. Um, <laughs> fuck pick. But like, yeah, he's a bassist who's always been good, and it's funny how like. Maybe it's an album like this that takes everybody to go, hang on, this guy's a This guy's a freak, Even, yeah. even with, with his terrible tattoos that he has. <laughs> That's shocking. But <laughs> but yeah, like a cu- we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. A couple of standout songs for me. I First listen, Hail to the Chief. Yes. I thought that was... I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, and um, Who Owns Who's the other one. But like like, the, we, ju- like we just said, there's just something missing and it is that Zach thing. Like there's just like... they got so much going for it, this album. But like, there's just that one thing missing, and it kind of leaves a little a spot. Yeah, living on the one tens and a really great song. I, I'm really oh, yeah, enjoying it at the moment. Um, yeah, hundred percent. The some the, the thing about Zach is that his voice gave Rage that kind of that angst. And yep. again, this is before angst was a really big thing. Yep. And you know, his voice still now holds up as good as anybody's because it's so easily distinguished and you can tell it who it is straight away. And there's just, there's an, there's an uncanny aggression behind his voice while being able to enunciate all his words easily. Mm. And it's something that not many vocalists could do because now what bands have done, they've just turned into the screaming route. Like, you know, you want to be, you want to be angsty. You want to like, you know, put your message forward in a really like hard way. You scream. And like Brian Garris, not loose. Exactly. As that for passion for emotion. Absolutely. Absolute machine, <laughs> but like that's that's the thing I have with these guys. Like, you know, you put Zach into that, and I'd probably say it's a fantastic album. And yeah. you know, now I kind of go, well, it's it's 
good. Like, and I, I would recommend listening to it if you're an old school kind of fan. If you're oh, a, anyone that likes Rage will love yeah, this. Rage, yeah, Rage, Audio Slave. You, yeah. you're, you're gonna pick three or four tracks from this and be like, okay, I can add this to my playlist with those bands. Big time. Uh, if you're not a fan, this isn't gonna get any new fans. In all <laughs> honesty, like this isn't a, this isn't like anything that you're gonna be like, oh, okay, it's an like, established I, marketplace. Yeah, so, I really, yeah. I really didn't like the uh, the first three Rage albums, but I thought this one was really good. Like, you're not gonna be that guy, like, unfortunately. <laughs> um, the, it might be us yelling at clouds for this album, but if you Really, like, what are, who are they signed with, Nathan? Fantasy Records. Yeah, Fantasy Records. I got no idea who the <laughs> fuck they are, but that was um, in their bio. So, Fantasy Records, check it out. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts before we take off, Nathan? No, it's been interesting. And if you're going to buy an album that we've reviewed out of the three, it'd probably be Strays. Yeah, I'd say Stray's probably the best one out of those ones. Right. I know there are a lot of Beings and Ocean Man uh, fans, especially Pit Coordinator, who I'll give one last shout-out to. A few more listens, you never know. Yeah, it's exactly that. I will give that a couple more listens throughout the the week. We've got one more episode coming out next week before we go back to our two-week uh, two kind of uh, time frames. Uh, next week, we'll be reviewing Enter Shikari's al- the album, The Spark. We'll be reviewing Counterpart's album, which uh, name is not even on the board, which makes me upset. We actually missed them on our board. I'll actually get that up for you right now, Nick Brown. And uh, we? also, we'll be doing a couple of different things. We're going to, um, something that we're going to do is that we're talking about super groups with Prophets of Rage. We're going to, we're going to uh, do our own makeshift super groups throughout the heavy music industry and try and make up the best kind of band that we could, as well as kind of talking about a bit more in depth about other things in the scene. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Backbone Music Podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. We're going to be back here next week to do a new episode. This is exciting times for the heavy music scene, and we're going to be back. Hopefully, Invasion Fest is announced. Thank you, guys, for listening.